Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lightbringers Podcast, episode 15. We have three awesome guests with us today. And hopefully, this is going to work and it's not going to break. No, it's going to be fine. It's going to be absolutely Strong fine. start. <laughs> oh, it's a brilliant start. It's always, it's always <laughs> honesty, genuine, authentic behaviors uh, that, that occur. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, episode 15, we have Bird of Chess, Zandri and work to game all here live on twitch on a friday at a later time 1 p.m pacific i hope everyone in this chat who is here live is very good i hope you're uh good at home wherever you are listening to this wherever not you're on youtube twitch maybe twitter spotify itunes all the places it's good to see your face better chess how are you doing today tell us what you do where you do it and if you were to have someone behind you in a camera shot. I mean, what would they be wearing? Just random question for you. It's an wow, what a strange question to it come out of weird. nowhere and be so oddly specific, Jeb. It is very weird. It's and very also, strange. I want Work to Game and Zandri to think about this question as well. It is our form of an icebreaker before we start the podcast. So, uh, you know, keep <laughs> so it clean. Maybe, this is maybe our most bizarre icebreaker we've had yet. And I have nobody really? to blame except for myself. And I'll mm-hmm. leave it to everybody's imaginations as to why that is mm-hmm. and or why we started a few minutes late here. Sure. Just very important stories to share. Um, myself, though. I am Rook, aka Bird of Chess. I'm a variety MMO broadcaster with a focus on Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2, but I love playing a lot of different games, and I grew up playing a lot of RPGs, JRPGs, CRPGs, tabletop RPGs, pretty much just anything that you can slap an RPG on. I'm into it. I'm probably going to play it or would be down for it. Uh, A lot of our community feels the same, and... Um, I'm a very proud member of the LGBTQIA plus stream team at Rainbow Arcade. Happy Pride, everybody. Um, as well as uh, a creator that you can find here on Twitch and over on YouTube now at Bird of Chess is me and um, Twitter, all the places, all the things. We just uh, foster a good community and talk passionately about the games that we love. Awesome. Bird of Chess is a... Oh. Oh, yeah, sorry. I answered the question as well. Sorry, yeah, I didn't address the full question that you posed to me, Jeb. I'm sorry. I don't know. If somebody were to be behind me, what clothes would they be wearing? If they were in the shop by accident, like, what would be, like, your chosen outfit for them? (laughs) This is going to sound so weird. Sure. <laughs> this is really context. good, too. This is really good because there's a siren going by in the city, which really adds extra spice. Oh, that little extra blare. Great. Excellent. Thank you, Chicago. Love it. Uh, they'd be nude in my house. <laughs> they'd be nude in my house. That's where okay. we're at. Okay. They'd be nude in my yes. house. Sorry, spice alert. Uh, the alarm is going off. Um, yes, that's what Jeb is getting at here. And I'm so sorry, everybody, to bring the spice, uh, the spice, the spice <laughs> and the alarms so early uh yeah sometimes sometimes people walk around in my house but naked and don't realize that there's cameras on and that happens sometimes and jeb's just reminding me of it awesome thank you <laughs> i like that chat immediately is like oh hey rook's partner bebop <laughs> this, is, this is who we're talking about yes <laughs> amazing okay good to see you thank you so much for being here hello zandri New a new guest to the podcast. How are you doing today? I hope you're good and you're awesome. Fantastic. We actually had a uh, a little meeting with our pastor. We're, well, my partner and I, who is fully clothed, you guys can't <laughs> see him, but but he but he is fully clothed, and uh, we are going to be getting married in September. So we awesome. had a pretty good day Congrats. this this morning. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, tell us what you do, where you do it, 
the games maybe well we'll talk about the games you play in a bit but tell us tell us all about yourself Sure. Uh, primarily right now it's Guild Wars 2 a lot of focus on the community and getting more people into the game I've actually been doing a lot with Mighty, uh, Mighty Teapot words are hard at the moment and <laughs> hard stuck and trying to make it so that people know that they don't have to play a specific build or a specific class and that maybe there's something in the game that you haven't tried before that you might like and you should totally do it in trying to get everyone together and showing how amazing Guild Wars 2 actually is, especially with End of Dragons on the Horizon. Uh, actually started my own uh, company. We're in uh, game development right now, Talon Song, which is going to put out a PC game uh, quite not super soon, but we'll, we'll at least have people able to test it within the next couple of months, with them, which I'm really excited about. Wow. And I stream on Twitch almost every day, uh, around 11 a.m. CST to about 5 p.m. CST. And if you don't see me there, you can see me on YouTube, which I actually just started really posting almost every day. I'm trying out a bunch of different MMOs, doing analysis on Guild Wars 2 specifically. Uh, especially with story and combat. I'm really serious about playing Elementalist and showing that Condi Elementalist is not dead. Please, 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 please. Um, so yeah, that's mainly what I've been working on, trying to cultivate things like that, and hopefully it works out. <laughs> awesome. Wow, that is a lot. That is a busy life it right there. <laughs> that is a busy life right there. And bird to chest as well. Everyone's doing so much stuff. Thank you so much, Zandria, as well, for coming on here as well. Awesome. Awesome to have you. As well, another busy, another very busy person. All busy here, all busy all the time. As uh, these these peeps are all, they're all streamers. They're all content creators, and this is what they do as their job. This is like you know their thing. Um, work to game. Nice to have you here. Good to have you. Tell us, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, sell yourself. What do you do? Where do you do it? All the, all the places. So uh, my name's Chris. I'm part of a, a two-man team, Work to Game. I share it with my friend Brian, and we started a YouTube channel long ago when our wives were tired of overhearing us talk about video games and said, you have to find other people to share this with. It can't be us. Uh, and so we went out to the internet at large and started posting almost five years ago, uh, August 8th, will be five years on the dot. And um, at this point, Brian has nine million channels i have one personal channel where i talk too long about too little and uh, i have a huge interest in mmos and rpgs in general um i i really only know how to play them my way but i'm fascinated by the number of ways they get played and so i love hanging out with people that play them differently and uh we we spent a ton of time in final fantasy 14 i just picked up guild wars 2 maybe a couple months ago so very excited for end of dragons to be here for something while it's new uh as i go through all these like living seasons and i'm excited and i'm like man did you see that yeah yeah it's old it's it's been there uh and so i stream on twitch uh monday through friday 8 a.m to 2 p.m central and then i post a youtube video to my personal channel gaming kind of and to work to game seven days a week so 14 posts going out there and then eclipse channel so we are nothing if not prolific. Uh, we awesome. we definitely hit publish a lot. So you got to do it, right? That's that's the way to that's do it. it. That's, that's it. the way that's, to that's do that's it. That's all advice. Like, how do you get started? Our experience is just hit publish. Make the that's stuff, it. put it out there, do the things. Um, Pretty sure everyone here is super busy. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, this, 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 this. <laughs> Yeah. Just and then through it all, we're all like still gamers at our heart, you know. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we do all this stuff, but also, um, I have put 
maybe too many hours this week into my MMOs, but there's no such thing, so... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Is Chris's mic working okay? It's okay, I think it's fine, I think. Chris just go. has, like, a, a deep, rich tone. Just a strong, powerful voice here. Exactly. And he's able to broadcast it a lot better rather than having a, a HyperX quadcast on the desk in front of you right next to where you're setting your drink down and not on a boom. And then you're trying to talk like this to make sure you can be heard. Is it better? Yeah. I didn't think, I think it so. was bad, honestly. I think it was I didn't maybe think it was a bit bad. like... Maybe... I joined the call before stream ended, so it didn't take control of my proper microphone. Oh, it said, I was hey, going to ask you. You have a webcam, oh. and that oh, yes. is far from your face. I was literally and about to ask It came with a microphone, that. not because you asked it to, but yeah. because I was Logitech ask it, but thought it, was... it might Actually, it sounded one. pretty good, to be fair, for right. a webcam record. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. And I was going to ask if it was the default thing, too, because that's something I run into every single time I'm in Discord voice. Like, it doesn't matter what I had it set to previously. Oh, yeah, if I'm true. in a call, it's like default. Can you guys? What is I'm, default? I'm not like on that default, am I? I don't, don't be. No. Default is, I think you sound good. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> Everyone says it's not good. Right, cool. Lovely. Awesome. So we've got three very epic and amazing MMORPG streamers. Not necessarily just MMORP streamers, but that's what we're talking about today um so just to get a little bit of history on uh on all of you i know i know bird of chess obviously we've talked to bird of chess many times but it's good to get their history as well because we're talking very generally about mmorpgs to start um but uh Zandri, so where do you hmm, what is your current uh, mmorpg rotation if you will what are you playing the most of are you dipping into other stuff at the moment is it mainly Guild Wars 2? Like, where are you at, kind of, at the moment? Sure. And uh, actually, speaking of Rook, Bird of Chess, I have actually just decided that I'm going to start ESO, so that's going to be a new adventure, and it's because of you! Um, yeah. But recently, yes. I've just been playing Guild Wars 2. I just got to the end of the level 80 personal story, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I still dabble a little bit in 14. I have to do patch 5.5. Um, i kind of stepped away from WoW currently just because there are no updates at the moment, but that's actually where my MMO uh, career stems from. I actually started playing WoW uh, way back in the day, but I'm looking at Neverwinter because there's going to be a patch that incorporates having Bard, and it's going to be even mm. better with D&D 5e, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Uh, and a lot of people in chat yes. recently had talked about my starting Sword War. So a lot of that is actually going to be on the YouTube. Uh, I pretty much just want to try everything possible. That and maybe Albion. I'm not exactly sure. Mm. Uh, but currently the mainstream the mainstream thing is Guild Wars 2. Okay. And I have a, a lot of content to catch up on. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, ESO. Definitely been playing that for many years now. Well, not many years. I mean, three years probably on stream. It's very, very, it's very, very good. They're all very different as well. Like all the games you saw from Neverwinter is... Is getting on a bit, a, a little bit, but still, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Awesome. That's well, a, a lot. It's amazing because their last update was in like what 2016 or something like that, and then everybody was really excited because they're actually going to have a legit bard class and do like a full update, and that's supposed to be out by like the end of this month or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I love D and I love Pathfinder. Let's do it. And I love bards. I play bard in 14. I, so, I'm telling uh, you, 2021. Like everyone was like at the beginning of the year, like yeah, oh, it's gonna be dead to MMOs. I was always like, do you know how much shit is coming out this year? There's gonna be so uh, much. There is so much. And then it's just like loads of people just keep bringing stuff out right. because they know like. And 
Yeah, and there are so many takes on that argument too. Like, well, it's not even an argument. It's obviously A, MMOs aren't dead. B, it's just something that an MMO isn't able to provide everything, all of the features that people want it to for the specific person. So Mm -hmm. if it doesn't provide the features that you want, it's like, it's dead. Dead to you. Dead MMO, you guys have to agree. But no, I've absolutely seen it. And there's so much that's going to be coming out. Palia is a big one. Uh, I I, I want to finish. Right? I know. It's cute. Just to be clear, when you compare it to like the things mm-hmm. that I most like about Guild Wars, it is combat optional. Right. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. It's going to be very different. That's, this is that's the a thing. phrase that I would not associate me. with Guild Wars. Right, which is funny for me because when I was talking to when I was talking to Rook about this, I was like, I think that would be cool. But at the same time, the reason that I wasn't into Animal Crossing was because it was like that. It was just like you could play with other people but there was no combat really. And I'm sitting here going, can I loot and pillage other people's farms? Like, how do I, how do I get their turnips? I mean, I how guess do you I can do, do pretend we you're did. a wolf. I'm Combat's fine. optional. It's not I up mean... to you if you receive it or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to raid your farm. <laughs> I will be on the side of, I actually think that sometimes for me, like even co-oping that kind of stuff can make me almost more excited, especially if there's like reasons to, you know, like if you all have to work together to do something or like build something or make something fantastic, I mean, when you look at, like, Minecraft and the history and, like, how people have come together so much on servers there or um, Valheim recently or all these other games. I mean, yeah, there's, like, definitely a group of people, even co-op and Stardew Valley was a huge thing, you know? Like, there's a lot of people that want to work together to, like, collaboratively build something. And I do like, though, that they have that little bit of a twist in there where there is that kind of, like, adventuring and fantasy element, because I think that'll give that, like, little bit of balance for players who might not want to just sit and craft something for 20 hours a day. <laughs> like, hopefully you could split up the labor a bit. Uh, but that one does look good. And it is funny because going back to the point that was brought up about how MMOs were kind of considered to be a dying game genre for a while, right? Like, I can remember those years, too, where people were saying, like, oh, yeah, well, MMOs, it's all going to be over. Only WoW is going to be the only one. And then eventually that one's going to die. Nobody's going to make <laughs> MMOs anymore. I know. <laughs> and I was sitting one. there. There could be only one. I was sitting there like, what are you talking Show about? More and more games are getting co-op. Co-op is a massive feature in games. Internet capabilities are better than ever. We have team play games. There's PvP. Like, There's all these games that involve players being together and we know it's a huge thing. So like there was this part of me that for years has been like, of course, we were going to hit a boom where MMOs became something that people wanted again. Ongoing games with ongoing development that you can be a part of and play alongside other people. And then this pandemic just cast it in a whole nother light, Mm -hmm. which I think um, has been really interesting, too. But yeah, of course, this is a really amazing genre. There's so many options. I mean, Aww. that's not true. I was going to say that, the pandemic and everything. I was like, oh, I was going to mention that. It's a really good point. And then you hit on it. Uh-huh. This is the <laughs> thing. Like, this, is exactly the, this is exactly the thing. Before, before we start enveloping on it, because I've got, I've got a list of questions I need to get through, because there's a lot of stuff. I know we, it's going to be difficult today, because we've got three awesome people, and we all like to talk. We're going to be talking. This is a podcast, people. We might, we might get to all the stuff. I'm not too sure. Further the chess, while you're talking, what are the MMOs you're playing at the moment? And what's your, like, I guess, it, do you have a main one at the moment? I don't even know if you have, like, I, if, I mean, is it maybe, I don't know if it's fun. I don't, I don't know if people like doing that. I don't like doing that most of the time. Like, what's my main game? Like, everyone's, like, always, like, you do this and then you do bits and bobs. And it's for me, specifically. And I'm like, no. I'm not even a variety streamer because I don't even like to call myself that. So, and then it's like, oh, you're a Guild Wars 2 streamer. It's like, what? what I, I'm interested in what people kind of 
feel that they are as well and i know obviously this is a difficult question because you're on the internet in front of people and you don't necessarily want to label yourself but like you know i mean tell us what what, what kind of mmos are, are you playing at the moment yeah, I'll be completely honest here and uh, pull back the curtain, if you will. Uh, Black Desert Online is the only MMO that I actually care about. <laughs> and it's the only one that I play, but I actually just every day of the week put on a farce publicly, um, which is that I pretend that Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2 are my main MMOs. <laughs> it's actually Black Desert Online. I love the pay to win Thank features. you for bringing a joke to that. I'm glad you did. I'm sorry. Um, no. I'm dying. <laughs> Uh, also, if anybody loves Black Desert, there's some really there's some really good stuff in Black Desert. So please, I'm sorry for memeing on it. No, it's not Black Desert. Uh, my two main games <laughs> are actually it, okay. during the whole they podcast. are actually yeah during the whole podcast. Go make sure to do that. <laughs> no, my two main games, and I really do consider them to be my main. Right, they're the main focus of my content, but also the hours and communities and time and people that I connect with. So. That would be Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2 for me. But I actually play a ton of ESO on my own. Uh, I broadcast it sometimes. You're broadcasting it today. I've been thinking about adding it more regularly into the lineup as well, just because it's a game long term that I've really enjoyed. Mm. And I think they just continue to evolve it in ways that are really exciting. Oh, yeah. So like ESO has been a great one. Um, but most days you'll catch me in Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I have played a lot of MMOs. I actually really... Like Zan, I'm the same way. I feel like it's so important, especially in this genre, to play a ton. So, I mean, I've played WoW. I've played Switchor. I actually really liked Switchor until some of the direction kind of took a weird turn. <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah. I've done, you. you know, Archage Unchained. I've, I've dabbled in a ton of MMOs. Um, I'm looking yeah. at getting into Fantasy Star Online and the new stuff that they've done there because Oof. I have heard really good things and I'm really curious yeah. about it. And then some of the upcoming ones, like Ashes of Creation, those sorts of things, mm. I have my eye on. But I try to sort of center and ground myself in, like, really actively being invested in those two main sort of communities, 14 Guild Wars 2. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, it's one of those things that I, I love and I play, and I personally really enjoy it, and I love sharing it. So you might see that one pop up on stream more and more. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online, the Genesis new remake slash blah blah etc seven i don't know it's, it's it was good i didn't mind it. it was it wasn't it's a bit it's pretty flashy for me it's pretty flashy but i did enjoy it while when we played it um yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot there's even there's other stuff coming out there's even crowfall coming out next next month which is like a throne war mmorpg which is yeah that's another genre of mmorpg people that we'll talk about next month we'll do that next month I'm not doing that now um awesome yes and when you talk about eso playing it on your own a lot of people do they play it as if they're playing skyrim because a lot of people like that's the way you, you can kind of play it you can well, just get involved in the quests and keep rolling through. i should i should clarify in that i actually do play with people a lot of times like i okay. i will i'll go with a group we do vet dungeon runs we'll you know play in rome and i do rp and stuff and and have some settings and things as well in eso more so when I say that I play it on my own, I'm just referring to the fact that it's not always like a public-facing MMO that I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I play it for okay. my own gratification a lot of times and really enjoy getting to, like, have my own journeys in it. But like I said, we've been doing more and more on stream with it because, honestly, it's such it's such a fun game. And I love yeah. Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2, and I love talking about them, and I love playing them. They're always going to be my big, you know, like, where my heart's at. But... ESO brings some really fun stuff to the table that I think is is cool to discuss, especially with MMOs and current things going on with them. Awesome. Well, there we go. Better chess. Playing all the things. 
Indeed. Chris, worked game. Awesome. I've put, I've added Chris now because you know this is a duo and it's important that we have your name. Um. So the original question, which I'm now trying to remember, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> MMORPGs, the rotation. What would you if you were playing? If you are playing like a main game, a main MMORPG, what what is that? What are you most known for? Maybe. And also, you don't have to say that you're you're known for this. You know, you say you might want to say that you're just you know playing all the things and i'd like to be known for me that's okay as well but what, yeah, what games I, are you kind of playing and stuff no i've met you fairly recently because for mm-hmm. the fact that i play and have played a lot of mmos um you know i haven't crossed paths with you but yeah. when i think of xander i think of the fact that like we both come from wow we both come from 14 we have similar backgrounds but we play them very differently and when i think of rook i'd love to tell you guys about raid shadow legends um it's incredible so wow I, uh... wait 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 i have an additional question <laughs> anyone here not being sponsored by rage i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh hey everybody not, sorry yeah and i'm talking about the stream as well by the way. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in chat has anyone not been sponsored by <laughs> everyone's I like, like games it's just the meme uh it's just it's the meme lucrative. i like mobile games i do i love mobile games uh i we play a lot of mobile games Rage, and that's not what i'm known by uh i i am not uh i don't play those publicly those are something i don't even play those with friends those are something i do as something that can go with me so uh like the diablo immortal announcement like everybody's like isn't that awful i mean mean, everyone has a cell phone what are you talking about like like, (laughs) i have a phone i'm gonna play it um so i we're mostly known for 14 uh my first mmo was world of warcraft i played that through uh pandaria is when i finally quit and moved over for 2.0 going going into arr when that's when i made the switch uh i've gone back and resubscribed to wow i'm currently subscribed to wow i'm currently Mm -hmm. playing guild wars i'm currently playing classic i started Mm -hmm. pso2 new genesis next week so so i went full-time in january and like took the term very seriously so i am i am playing a lot of games uh and then i play a lot of other stuff off stream as well i actually try to get a little bit away from mmos off stream so i play a fair bit of things like call of duty rocket league halo phone mm. game twitch games um awesome. but mmos naturally ask for your time and so like i say that and i can remember more than one time in the last two weeks that my wife's like you said you were coming to bed and i'm just trying to finish the zone in guild wars and i was like i know i know i am and she's like yeah but it was three hours ago and like you're in a discord chat and i can you're being loud like it's not even that you're not in bed like you guys are why are you shouting uh and so <laughs> I, I do play mmos uh, offline it's just i i don't feel like i do we should probably ask her how much i actually do yeah because uh, i feel i'm like no i no, i leave work at work no you don't nobody nobody stops uh so well, that's that... the thing when you love something like when you play I mean, that's the thing with games though because it's like it's part of your because you genuinely enjoy the thing you're doing that's that's the thing that's good about a job that you enjoy is is it is part of your life as well like it is it like is. it's the friends you meet the people you talk to the stuff you you ingest the news you read and that's kind of what an mmorpg is like it's, it's online yeah. as soon as you get a game which is online it becomes very much part of your life it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't I stay matter. casual um, in each of them. That's my rationalization. I'm yeah. a casual player, mm-hmm. but if you combine them, you're not a casual player. There's nothing. No, don't, 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 no. don't fool yourself. Don't fool you're yourself. Not, no, you what, none of us, none of us are casual in these things. <laughs> no, none of us are casual. <laughs> I know. I know everyone. 
I, I want to get a wife reveal stream. I, I want to listen to her come over here and just chastise all yes. of us about taking up people's time. I was going to say. He was supposed he to be in bed two hours ago. All the time. Jeb, you need to have a podcast where you have all of all our partners That's come on literally and talk say. about what it's like to live yeah. with like an MMO stream. <laughs> I will, I will have Fun, to host that because mine's usually <laughs> mine's usually leading guild things and doing pvp yeah yeah i was gonna say your partner is literally behind you like we can see the back of them like this is the thing so like that's okay that's fine ryan's in chat making he's writing checks he can't cash uh, ryan's still money b in chat and he's he's saying thousand twitch subs and we'll um, no 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 oh, she, does not, she does okay. not commit to that can we can uh, we make this valid here can we no yeah we're never gonna get her to commit to that there's no way what's our uh, podcast that's, that's the whole reason behind work to game is this is, this is really how pretty. I get him to stop talking about games. No, but see, this wouldn't be about Don't you talking in about games. This would, would be her. This would be her, her being... Yeah, no, literal moment. She can complain she, about you playing the game. regularly laughs at the things... Uh, the, so when I was doing housing savage, as people joke it, about getting an in-game house in Final Fantasy fourteen, I would end streams, and she's like, what'd you do on stream today? I said, I, I clicked on a sign. Dude, I didn't know that's what you had to do. When you were talking about that yeah, earlier, just, I was like, can you give some you context? This is interesting. This is just she's an like, interesting thing. I don't thing. understand. So what it's is not that interesting you have to do? playing games. What is, what is it you do, like, to give some context to, to the viewers and listeners? Like, what is it you're talking about specifically? So Final Fantasy fourteen had an idea that they would make these houses, these limited quantity things that guilds would have to create these communal spaces that we would share, these neighborhoods. And they would eventually maybe update them with some forms of content to make them this living, breathing thing. And they've continually updated the cosmetics for them. They've invested a ton of resources in them. You can deploy airships from them. There's gardening. There's all these things. That's not how they're used. You can have personal ones or free companies. And when people want free company ones, they just make free companies by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they were originally very expensive on legacy servers. And so what restricted you from buying them was money, in-game money. And so you had to pool your resources. When our free company bought one in ARR, it was because we pooled our resources. And then a really wealthy person said in our guild said they were going to quit the game. And we got a big check at the end. And that, that, that pushed us over. It was great. Uh, highly recommend. Jesus. If you can ever find free money, do that. So the what it has moved to is they haven't updated that pricing structure. And so now they're really not that expensive anymore because any of us that have played MMOs know that over time we get a lot better at making money. And as mm -hmm. they add new stuff, they typically get better and better about giving out money to catch the new players up. Yeah. And so there's this rampant inflation in MMOs. And so now the like the amount that they cost is like walking around money for a veteran player. It's it's pricey, but not a number that you don't have. And so new players are like, man, when I get that money, I'm getting that house. But remember, there's a limited quantity. And mm. so they're all sold out all the time. So what people were doing is I'll abandon my house and you can buy it, but you have to pay me. And they were selling their houses. Square Enix like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want that. So now when a house gets abandoned, either because they don't play the game for 45 days, how dare they take breaks, or they Sorry, abandon it, or, <laughs> they're, or they're Xandri and they play too many alts in games and they forget to check their house on the character that has a house and they just lose it while playing, that can happen.
This is the danger of alcoholics, guys. It's a disaster. You have an oat, you would lose your house. This is a curable thing. Yeah. If you don't log in, well, even if you don't set foot in your house, you have to physically take the character that owns the house and you have to walk them into the house. So it's not like an arcade thing where you have a tax. You actually, all you have to do is walk into the house. You don't, you can't log into the character. You have to walk into it. Yeah, oh, but but I have a hot take on this. <laughs> okay. We don't have ultimate right now. <laughs> what 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 is the new uh, ultimate? They call it housing savage, but okay. I mean no 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 no. Oh my this god! I've got to get off this subject. System. <laughs> this oh my god. System, this one system is something we could do five podcasts on, and I have no doubt that we would all have a lot to say about it. It's like. What Chris is saying is, you know, like, this whole thing happens where you can lose the house, and then, like, the little cherry on top of this is that in order to get rid of this RMT stuff, right, they decided that they were going to do this thing where now there's just, like, a mysterious timer so that when a house is lost or relinquished for whatever reason, for up to, what is it, like, 48 hours or more, like... People said 24. I've been there at hour 22 when yeah. somebody else got it. It's not... Yeah. Or hour 26, I mean. I've, I've been there over. And so you and just click... It, and so first person to click, when an invisible timer goes off, wins. Yeah, yeah and you that don't know when it's going to happen. And so and you stand there. get priority, too. I don't know if you guys knew that. No, they do not. They don't Because they asked no. they free to. companies. Yep, they did used to get priority. And you know what that did? That caused people to drop their FC, create a one-person FC. And so now mm-hmm. you were punished for playing in guilds with your friends. So they had to pull that out because we can't have nice things. Are so they still able- you click on the sign repeatedly. I, yeah. I, yeah. And that's Are it. they that's still able to swap plots? Like you can if you, swap if you get it instantly. So like the thing right. is though, is that like you can be somebody who's standing there at that sign waiting for the 48 timer to relinquish. You've been clicking on it. And this is a real thing. I've seen this really actually happen in game. I've seen this happen to friends. I've sat with friends who have done it, who have mm-hmm. not slept for almost two days straight because they are literally sitting there auto-clicking on a sign. Um, and somebody will come up right before the timer goes off and just relocate their plot to that plot. Which mm-hmm. means that now whatever plot that they have gotten rid of is on another 48 invisible timer. And you have to try and figure out if you can get that one. It's the worst system of all time for housing in an MMO. It's so terrible. And <laughs> I love 14. And for anybody but... that's like, why don't they fix it? Just know that whatever MMO you're into, there are things that developers would love to fix and can't. This is just one of those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are reasons. And Jeb, it, Jeb's it over here, podcast. like I have no. But he asked idea me why I clicked on his time. That's I, the context. Kind of and my wife is like, really. so every Monday oh, on stream, <laughs> I would start streaming at eight no. in the morning, and we would click on a sign for six to seven and a half hours straight. And yeah. I just did that every Monday until I got one. And actually, I'd gotten so used to not getting one that when I got one, chat is what told me I got one. I wasn't paying attention. It was in I was talking, goblet, right? I was talking like I normally am, and I was telling some story and reading chat, just clicking, and uh, and they were like, you you, you got the house. Uh-oh. Oh, that's kind of like buying a house for real, <laughs> yeah. I guess, when you put it up for well, people. Is it, <laughs> but it, it was in the goblet, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, cool, it's a great plot. Uh, uh, beautiful. I mean, it's it's interesting because um, as we talk further today with the cast, right? Guild Wars 2, there's been so much talk with the next expansion, whether or not we're going to get personal housing. And I think as long as it's not this system from 14, they oh, wait, could not system. do worse. There's too many arena net employees that play Final Fantasy 14 for them to implement that system. So thankfully, I mean, like, it's just... They yeah, could tack it onto my actual mortgage and I'd be like, well, let's hear them out. It might not be the worst housing system possible. <laughs> 
Right, okay, I'm going to move us on because yeah. otherwise I'm going to get emotional about Sorry. this and start talking more about it. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of questions. He's okay. looking for uh, a two-bedroom, three-bath. He'd prefer it to be somewhere in the path of fire. Uh, but you have to put but up partitions to, to get those partitions and put a bathroom in there. You have to fight Bram like okay. 200 times a day for the drop or something. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to see no. Bram in my house. I don't want yeah, Bram no. in there. Nobody wants you can't miss a single world event for 24 hours. I don't even, That's how you okay, do hot take. I don't even want to see Lord Farron in my house ever. What? Farron's oh amazing. Have you seen him naked? What are you talking about? That's your best friend. Why I do you want to see him? Because <laughs> he just drives me crazy. I'm going to have to end the call now. I'm sorry. Wow. That, is, that is heresy. Heresy is like the highest order. <laughs> I need Farron house parties to be a feature of the, the new individual housing in Guild Wars 2. It's very important. All right. Jeb, steer us to greener yes, pastures and away from Final Fantasy XIV housing. <laughs> How did you hear about Guild Wars 2 and uh, Final Fantasy XIV housing? No, I'm joking. Um, so to, to, to just kind of uh, summarize Chris as well. Chris is playing a lot of MMORPGs, has played a lot of MMORPGs for a long time. Uh, including World of Warcraft and uh, Classic and, uh, I guess, retail as well, Final Fantasy XIV. Talking about Guild Wars 2 recently, the last couple of months. And, yeah, loads of stuff. I, I imagine there's a massive long list. I might give myself... I'll give myself a little bit of history as well. So Because I've not spoken to Zandri, I've not spoken to Chris before as well, so it's good that they know my kind of history. And this is, you know, maybe people on the podcast don't either. I'm 40 this year. I am literally played a lot of them. <laughs> I have been around for a while, okay? Um, you know, wow, on launch, vanilla. Like, before that, MMORPGs, like, and just MMO games. Yeah, he is. He is pretty, pretty old. He's getting up there. Um, <laughs> chat, I love you so much. Um, yeah, damn. Like, but RVR and PvP, so Dark Age of Camelot, Warhammer Online, you know, they still had their own RPG elements. Loads and loads of, like, old old Star Wars, old Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XIV, ESO. You know, we were playing Lord of the Rings Online this past week, which is, you know, what, 15 years old, 14 years old, something like that? Um, original game, which is still going today. I'm literally looking at my desktop as well as I ring these off. Star Wars on, you know, the Old Republic, you know, Albion Online. Um, and you can count many games as MRPGs now as well, just because people kind of refer to them as that. So anything you kind of feel is online and there's a lot of players playing it and there's some kind of storytelling element, it's probably most people will probably class as an MMORPG anyway. Um, but yeah, and Guild Wars 2, of course, uh, at the moment. But yeah, so we are talking about Guild Wars 2 specifically. As Rick said, we're steering back. Um... But Zendri and uh, I, I guess, no, all of you, really. I mean, when you heard, I talked to Chris first about this. When when did you hear first about Guild Wars 2? And like, what was the what was the clincher for you to be like, oh, I'm going to go try that? Uh, so I played Guild Wars 1. And cool. um, much, like, much, much <laughs> like Destiny 1, it's two. <laughs> uh, resetting something that promised to be there was like yeah. a huge no-no. Um so Destiny 2 got me because all my friends were going to hop in and I was like, well, this is a bad idea, but I'll follow you in. And it's actually, it's been delightful. Uh, when I spend time in Destiny 2, I always love it. And then I don't know why I stop, uh, which is not an uncommon thing in the community. Uh, so Guild Wars 2 was, I didn't have any friends make the jump. And so I was kind of, I just, 
I don't like the right. games do that. When people call for that, like, let's have a Final Fantasy 2, let's have a WoW 2, let's not. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm really fascinated <laughs> at, at PSO2 New Genesis because that's how you can have both a sequel and not a sequel, and they can coexist. It's amazing. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to kind of getting to know that system better because it could mean a lot for this genre and not having to kill things to make room for something new. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I'd followed it because I was fascinated. I just didn't want to, I don't know, because some weird internal thing was like, you can't do it, though. They'll know. They'll know that this makes that okay. And you have to send your message. This non-subscription game is going to know that since I didn't play their free-to-get-in-game, no. they're going to know that I didn't do it because of Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2 as a gap. And uh, eventually... I just watched too much of Rook playing it, and uh -huh. I I I was weak, and I clicked on her link, and it was free, and I'm here. And then you found and, a friend uh, who was playing it. There you go. So I already knew Rook Yay. through uh, through the Final Fantasy XIV community, right. uh, and then and then the first time I played it, people on stream, I was mad about some of the ways that the UI worked, and I was mm -hmm. mad about the way some of the settings worked. Everybody's like, he's not having fun, and that was the words coming out of my mouth. And I called my brother. I was like, actually, it wasn't awful. And then I played the next time and I, I had some settings working and like the game booted up. Okay. And everything went okay. And I called my brother. I was like, Hey, uh, do you want to, do you want to maybe play with me? Or are you not, you not do anything. And so I've, I've since converted, like, I don't know, there's like seven or eight of us playing now. Uh, and so it's, nice. it's, it's forming like a decent squad. Yeah. Um, and so Absolutely. I'm very evangelical for the fact that I continually, don't always talk positive about the games I play. I think my actions speak louder than my words. And I play it on stream. I play it off stream. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever achieve what I set out to when I log in. But that's how I found it. That's what MMORPGs are like. And I think when, you, yeah. when you're streaming, you have to. You've got that internal monologue. Like, you know, if you're a streamer and you're trying to get into, into streaming, you've got to get used to saying your internal monologue out loud. And because that's kind of what you got to do. That's kind of part of streaming, you know. You're you're there if you're in front of zero people and you are literally still not talking, not doing a single thing, unless you are a PVPing or unless you're doing a podcast or something very specific, and people are watching you for that. You've got to talk, so people will pay it like want to stay and they want to engage with you. And that's when your internal monologue goes outside of your <laughs> outside of the head, and then you start talking about you know people behind you. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Rick. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, look, I talk a lot about a lot of nonsense and share a lot of stories. That's just me. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, uh, I love this because, Chris, I do remember you having the moment where I was like, Yeah, Guild Wars 2 is fun, Chris. You play Guild Wars 2 sometime, and you were like, Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, you know. And then some time went by, and then I get this message like, So I'm thinking about starting Guild Wars 2 this week, and I was like, Haha, yeah. Yes, good. Excellent. Come to Guild Wars 2, Chris. <laughs> Come join yes. us. And I'm so glad you've been enjoying it, honestly. It's been really fun to see you play it as well. And just like, you have so much commentary and feedback about the game as a whole. And it's good stuff, right? Like, mm. critique doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Like you're saying, no. you don't always have to like just praise a game. Critique is something that's really mm -hmm. valid and constructive when it's done well. And I love hearing that and hearing how, uh, you know, you've just enjoyed the game. It's, it's cool to see, honestly. I mean, literally, like Aurora Peachy talked about something to do with the bags in Guild Wars 2 and depositing and also sorting and how she was annoyed of it and they changed the game because of her. Like, you know, and obviously because other people as well, but like a streamer, like big streamer at the time, she was like pretty big in Guild Wars 2 and like, you know, they changed the thing. So literally, 
you can change the game <laughs> um by doing that yeah they do they do like it she's good people um and yeah no that's awesome and, and that's how i also knew about chris once again because i would before i even spoke to chris i was i was talking to rick about it i was like you're gonna want to come on a podcast like, i need to get some people i'm pretty sure like Zandria will be also i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to them and I'll, you know words again maybe you know get chris on there yeah sure ask him and i was like I, I can't message him so we're gonna have to go through people and you know we went through the back channels and we got there eventually and now we're here um awesome lovely yes it is difficult he makes it sound like he has people that organize this the people on this yeah. end is this guy yeah well, I was gonna say. i'll have my people call your people <laughs> yeah it's it's if you follow each other on twitter then you can dm but otherwise no <laughs> you can't unless no, you like, know no. you don't actually check your twitter dms <clears throat> uh, yeah no yeah, twitter I mean, is a great way <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> look at that <laughs> I haven't even got a hello or a like on the one to you, but that's fine. I'm sorry. Let's talk about that. No, no, no. Not even the <laughs> not even the little fire plus emoji. You know. I'm Honestly, sorry. I'm very sad about that. I'm not a t- okay. I'm not a Twitter person. I have one. That's yeah, about it. I'm I'm sad about Twitter. It's a necessary evil sometimes, unfortunately. Anyway, right. Yeah. Cool. Going to it. Um, scenes about the chest. You kind of you know responsible for that why did you kind of start i know you play obviously you're you know you've been playing for guild wars 2 for a longer time but like why did you come over because it wasn't at launch was it it was like it was what was the reason what got you into it yeah it was actually my community to be completely honest i had dabbled in a bunch of different mmos and i was slowly starting to put together the different pieces of mmos that i really resonated with what Mm -hmm. was i looking for what was the whole package we touched on this a little bit earlier and i love that because i think when you're looking for an mmo it's not so much just a question of is this good or bad it's a question of what are the components you like in mmos and does this game do those does it even introduce new stuff to you right so i was looking around for different ones that kind of fell into that category um i you know ended up finding that i loved stories and like that sort of rpg element and the strong narratives and choice from like switor um that i enjoyed content and difficult content from world of warcraft there are all these little takeaways so i ended up in final fantasy 14 and that was the first mmo that i decided to stream and i remember it was funny because i was talking to my partner and at the time i was playing overwatch on my channel this was like right when i started you know i wasn't streaming wow. seriously or anything but it's just pv streamer in overwatch you must i was doing overwatch. competitive overwatch really? even yeah. Small mainstream. I did not I know. know. The first game I ever streamed was Dwarf Fortress, and I oh, bet there's not what? a single person so that knows good. that game. I did. Dwarf Fortress is amazing. It's Are you in college? I owned that wiki channel. Put I Dwarf did in the chat now. <laughs> Yeah, me and a buddy, me and a buddy owned that wiki. It paid for my pizza in college. So thank you, obscure people, for the ad revenue from DwarfFortressWiki.com. What about coffee and ramen, though? That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Overwatch. So, so yeah, I was doing competitive Overwatch, Um, and and I. And I, on a whim, I had started really getting into MMOs, and I'd always wanted to play them, but I had never like. I didn't have a computer that can run them. There was no way that when I was like a kid, my mom was ever going to pay for an MMO. She hates video games. So like it was this moment where I went, I think I really love MMOs and I have always wanted to play them and I finally can. And my partner said, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to want to watch an MMO. And I was like, 
I'll, you know, I'll try it because I really love it and I think I could do it. So we started doing Final Fantasy XIV and like, lo and behold, it ended up becoming the thing that I love. Like, I love broadcasting. I love talking about it. I just adore it. And as we were going through that, some of the community started saying to me, have you tried Guild Wars 2? How about this other game, Guild Wars 2? Have you tried it? Did you try it? Would you download it? Have you tried it yet? And at first I was like, I don't know what this Guild Wars is. Get it out of here. (laughs) We're doing Final Fantasy here. That's what we're doing. And then a few more people started recommending it. And people that I was like, I actually really trust what you say. And you say that Guild Wars 2 is good. What does Guild Wars 2 have? And that started me down the rabbit hole of MMOs. But Mm. it also, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because, um, you know, I think when I found Guild Wars 2, I started to get into it. It took me a little bit to realize exactly what it had and, you know, to think of it as its own thing outside of other MMOs. And because I had somehow missed playing Guild Wars 1 growing up, which is actually kind of surprising to me. It seems like the kind of game I would have encountered or gotten Mm. myself or that my dad would have played and I would have witnessed because he loves like fantasy games. So. Uh, It was something where I was surprised I'd never actually come across it. And the more I got into it, the more I loved it. And like the welcoming community and then the game itself and then the content and the story. And then it just like all snowballed. And I went, I love these two games. And these are the two things that I want to play. And I could play pretty much forever. Um, But that's really what like solidified playing MMOs as being like my primary thing. And I have no regrets. I love it. I love those two in particular, but there are a lot of other good ones. It's just that Guild Wars 2 really snagged me, but I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Interesting. Some past information about Rook uh, right there, people. Used to be a competitive Overwatch player and uh, then started playing MMORPGs. It's funny that because, you know, it, and, and Chris mentions it, you know, like Overwatch mainstream and that kind of stuff, especially when you start streaming and you just start playing these games. And if you're a smaller streamer, and again, this might be some little, there might be some snippets of advice in here. And if you like MMORPGs and you're a, and you want to get into streaming, MMORPGs are the best places to go to start. One of the best places you can go to start is playing an MMORPG. Maybe not the big ones at, at the start, but like you know, Guild Wars Two. I feel like Final Fantasy would be okay. Probably not WoW. Like, but some other ones, even Lord of the Rings Online. People are alleging that Final Fantasy is bigger than WoW, so why why not? Why it not? I mean, yeah, I, mean it's, it, I think it's it just because of individual, like, streamers, I think. And, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't even checked the directory, like, how many people there are. But um, for the sheer, like, number of streamers, like, where you might be down on the pegging order, I guess, like, in terms of, you know, the little boxes you see. Um, but you're going to get someone in there more often than not, for sure. Um, right. Okay. Lovely. Thank you for that information. So, so Zendra, you were in Final Fantasy 14, right? And I know on your YouTube channel, was- there was like these videos of like Guild Wars 2. No, Final Fantasy 14 player plays Guild Wars 2 and this kind of stuff. And like first impressions. And I was like, wow, you could see the trajectory of this channel kind of go up from there. Because first impressions of another MMORPG when they are kind of known in another one is a really really good video to make that is a, that is a good video to make for sure and i've watched yeah. i've watched a lot of these so why what is it that kind of got to the point where you were like i need to play like i need to check out guild wars 2 is it kind of a burn is was it a burn uh-huh. from final fantasy 14 or was it like a literal like i want to just try this game i've heard of it uh no it was my fiance actually okay. funnily enough yeah, so I actually wasn't ever going to create content for Guild Wars 2. Um, so my fiancé and I actually met when I was streaming Final Fantasy XIV. And then we started playing D&D 
via like roll 20 and stuff like that. And nice. uh, we started talking and he came to visit me right before the pandemic. And he wanted me to try Guild Wars 2 because that was his game. So my game was always WoW and Final Fantasy and his was Guild Wars 2. And so Ooh. I tried. Ooh, yeah, Is, I know. Was there any friction? Was there friction there between the elder? Uh, was there any from, you know? Uh, there was a lot <laughs> He's of... turning. I can see him in the background. I know. <laughs> He's, He's like, you can ask him. And we can, we can ask him if you want. I don't mind. Is, was there any friction? Why am I shouting? Was there any, was there any friction <laughs> with you? No, no, no. I was playing those games too. Oh, okay, fair enough. So you're so, uh, so like all in. So he was was he in like a launch? Was he playing from launch? Or that was really good yeah, volume on actually, that. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was really serious about competitive PvP, uh, nice. and he was playing, I believe, Dota two at the same time, and did things that were really right. competitive for that as well, and okay. uh, went to with like invitationals and stuff. Um, but I didn't awesome. know that at the time, and so he came to visit me, and he wanted me to try it out because a lot of our dates online had been like wow right or or final fantasy 14 nice. and so he came to visit me and he's like you should play guild wars 2 and i'm like i don't know about the combat i don't know mm. it's different yeah and absolutely. uh and he got me into it and i started playing a norn elementalist and just messed around but i didn't really like it at the time and so we revisited it about three months ago and I posted this video uh, on YouTube, speaking of which, which you had mentioned, you know, new player stuff. And yeah. it had somehow gotten on the Facebook group um, as well as in the Reddit. And so it blew up. Oh, nice. That's cool. And it was literally us playing together. And yeah. I wasn't even expecting to record it because it was supposed to be just us having fun because we don't really play games together that are off stream or off YouTube or whatever. Mm. And so we're playing together and I'm like, I'm just going to hit record. Right. I'm going to talk about how I feel about it. Mm. And it just, everyone was really excited. And the thing that I love about it is that I can, exp uh, I can get experience from everything, literally everything. Mm -hmm. So I can start the game with Whatever my play style is, I want to just explore today. I want to just do dungeons today. I want to just do jump puzzles today or PvP or whatever. And uh, and it just blew up from there, especially since I wanted to try out every single class <laughs> and every single race because all of the stories are different. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to see what resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to see what resonated with me most. Yeah. Funnily enough, it was a Norn elementalist, which is what I had started when he came to visit me in New York when we were just playing. And uh, it just, it grew from there. I absolutely love the game. Um, I haven't looked back at WoW. I actually canceled my subscription. Um, 14, I still really want to see where the MSQ goes. But it's so different. It's so it's so reactive instead of proactive and everything is so smooth and I actually gave in and bought Ghosts of Ascalon so I could read the book so I could get more nice. about, you know, or in Ascalonian times and Lion's Arch and I was actually really excited to do a podcast with Rook specifically about story once I finish everything. Yeah. So um I actually Okay, so this is going to sound super dorky. 
But I we are on an MMORPG own... podcast. I know. Talking about video games and not playing them. Well, it's just funny because a lot of people will say, you know, like we were talking with Chris, you know, like my wife says, you've been on for two hours when you said you were going to be on for an hour. And for me, it's just kind of like. He's there as my well. My <laughs> fiance, yeah, he he eggs it on. He enables it because he wants to be a part of it. He and it sounds me. super dorky. It sounds super dorky. But yeah, it's, it's very. I'm jealous. I'm. I was gonna say it's very jealous. gross. <laughs> it's very gross how you two are in love and share the same passion. It's really, disgusting. really, Any puke really disgusting. <laughs> We need a puke. Yeah, no, but for real though, he inspired a lot of it. And now all of a sudden, uh, because doing these podcasts, I actually think is a lot of fun. And you are able to talk to a lot of people on a different, like, obviously this is live, but you're able to talk to people on kind of like a different level. Right. And it's very different from stream. I feel like because people aren't expecting you to do something. They're not expecting you to say something. Mm -hmm. And so when you do, there are a lot of things that you can talk about. And uh, so I actually really love doing podcasts as well. And I invited, you know, Muck and Teapot. And I was, I invited Rook and I was Mm -hmm. looking at inviting Chris and actually yourself as well. And I just, (laughs) you have to say that now. No, 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 no. It's true. It's true. It's true. And it's just, (laughs) I'm British, by the way. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would like to say it's just because I like to be entertaining. Um, And I've done this full time for about a year, but it's, it's more attributed to, and I wouldn't have ever picked up the game because I didn't. I didn't like it because of the combat. I wouldn't have never picked it up if it wasn't for my fiance. So as dorky as it sounds, uh, that's that's, all, that's no, how that's it started. Fine. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I like I love that because all three of your stories are diff- totally different. They're all different, well, and that's what's and yet, pretty cool about it. Because everyone, none of them yet. came from a advertisement. None yes. of them came from right. a sponsored post. No. Oh, None of them came oh, from marketing <laughs> dollars. Well, that's the that's, strongest that's, recommendation that's is somebody that you trust because of them. And that is the most evangelical thing. It's it's true of everything. It's the nicest yeah. thing you can do for a local yeah. business. It's the nicest thing you can do for a content creator. Sharing something you care about is the kindest way to say you care. Like that's that's what converts people to Guild Wars is is evangelism. No, it's okay. It's funny, Jeff, because while while I think like the details of our stories are different, I have to agree with you, Chris. I mean, all three of us found the game because other people said, like, hey, check this out. Hey, this is what's cool about it. And then I think a lot of us stayed in it because even being on this cast, even talking to all of you in chat or those of you who might be listening later, you know, uh, it's amazing to me because I think the Guild Wars 2 community is just as much of a part of why I, you know, gave the game a chance and wanted to play it and then really got invested in it. Because there is this real sense of, like, other players lifting players up. Mm-hmm. And sure, like any MMO, you're going to run into people sometimes who are rude or tear others down or whatever it is, you know? Like, that's not to say that there isn't you know, those little salty corners of any MMO community. But I couldn't believe, like, right from the get-go, how passionate players were for this game, how excited they were to share their information, their resources, their help. And, like, all these little spots where maybe even as a new player you might stumble, or Zan, like you said, where you're like, I don't think this really resonated with me. Or, like, when I first started, I was like, is this it? Can I do anything else? Oh, I can put other weapons on? 
how much longer until I can do this story again? And then here we are, like, ages later, and I'm like, you can do this, and you can do that, and this thing is so fun, and if you go over here and you try this thing, like, we all, I think, collectively talk about this game and, like, hype the game up and connect people to it and help them get into it, and it's actually, like, a very, it's just a very special feeling, you know? I think that this game in particular feels a lot like players reach out to other players, and as a big community, we all kind of grow our understanding and knowledge and excitement about the game, which is really cool. Well, that's and one the of thing. the things I love sorry. about it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go. You go. You go. Go, go, go. Uh, it just feels like legitimate open world, even if it's mm. just for an incentive for yourself. You might not actually talk to the person that you're helping out, but it's it's actually in the world. It's not in an instance. It's not in the city. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some people in Divinity's Reach that have to be on their best mount with their best fashion that matches it in just AFK there, but I don't know. I just, it feels different. And I mm. feel like that's part of it. And the idea that there's so much hype for EOD and people are banking on so much for EOD. And I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if it would be like an ashes of creation thing uh, for, for lack of a, a better term, but um, it just feels like that. It feels like an actual MMO okay. to me, at least currently. Well, it's, it's, I mean, and to comment on Ender Dragons, especially since I've been playing this game since, you know, beta and even a little bit maybe before that, but like, it's, we've only had two expansions, that's why everyone's so massively hyped for this as well. Like, mm -hmm. ESO gets a new chapter, they don't call it expansions because they don't believe in the word. Um, this is from, from you know, Rich Lambert, the, the director, I've actually spoken to about this, they don't believe in the word expansion because chapter is a better description for them of their game because they feel like it's a chapter that you can get involved with if, even as a new player it's not expanding your experience it can be the start of your experience as well so i kind of like that anyway that's just a random comment um but yeah i mean it's someone did ask about about my own thing but that but ender dragons like literally the reason why they're so hype is because it's been so long <laughs> like that other than the fact that yes it's like you know an expansion expansions always awesome guild wars 2 expansions very don't come along very often and they don't talk about them until it's it's yeah. time you know there's no and hype there's no excitement it's like elite what? specializations and that's it can Kenta revisit that's the main oh, sorry well that's it oh. yeah. <laughs> that's the it's the camphor as well and elite specializations but also like they're not we don't know anything like until July 27th we don't know much more than that and they're not even hinting like I literally have a developer playing in our raids weekly that we stream and I'm trying to tease information out on, of him but he's not going to do it um, he knows my ways unfortunately um, but, um, anyway so I would, some people asked about how I found out about Guild Wars 2 I often forget to talk about myself on these podcasts and, as well I kind of just ask the questions I actually played um, so I was playing Warhammer Online uh, and if you don't know what that is, it's um, predominantly RVR, which is like Realm versus Realm, which means World versus World in Good Wars 2, pretty much. Um, but it had two teams, two sides, because Warhammer um, original universe, you know, they just put it into two. Uh, they didn't want three because for some reason they didn't. Um, it, yeah, it's got, and, and the thing is, it's weird because they've got the, imagine like World v World in Guild Wars 2, but then you've got like Kessex Hills on the side. Like it's there, it's in the it's in the middle, it's bang in the middle, and then you've got the PVE zones in the sides. It's pretty, it was pretty awesome to be honest, and that's where Guild Wars Two got a lot of their questing systems and event system ideas from. 
is actually from Warhammer Online because they had, um, you know, public quests, which is what they called them. Um, so a lot of it actually came from Warhammer and Dark Age and other games. Um, and I came from there and SWOTOR as well because in Star Wars The Old Republic, you used to be able to go out in the world and actually battle the other faction you actually you used to be able to do that so it was being forced in other games because there weren't these rvr games coming out in guild wars 2 had world of the world and a massive amount of people came from warhammer online dark age of camelot you know even planet side and these other games where these massive factions that are against each other and they want to come in them to play you know guild wars 2 world of the world and even like all Terek valley people that loved wow you know i know loads of lo- loads of guys that love that um, the huge, like, big-scale stuff, and they went over to Guild Wars 2. So that's where I kind of played it. And then I religiously watched these podcasts. Um, MMO Inks knows he's in the chat what they're called, a Guild Cast or something. It was that guy who just completely sold out. And there was Ruby, and, like, you know, Ruby, who is um, big in the Guild Wars 2, like, one of the devs. She's um, there in uh, PR now in the community. Uh, on the arena side like before she went to work for arena she was on this podcast so it was liz as well and some of the other pr peeps um and that's kind of how they they i guess employ their that had they employ arena there it's just people who love the game they literally employ them um and it's not uncommon yeah no it's not at all yeah it's, it's just interesting but this was like pre-guild or and then while it was going on as well at the beginning um i'm embellishing way too much i'm gonna go on to another question but that's how i how i kind of got interested in it it was mainly through word of mouth of this game that had this awesome world v world experience and i played since better um and i loved it like i cannot remember playing a game and being so excited other than mortal Kombat on the snes back in 91 maybe or something like i and getting it like two weeks early on the converter like that's the only other game i can remember the how being so excited for but um, what about aladdin on sega genesis i mean that though? was pretty damn good <laughs> not gonna lie aladdin was amazing um but like mortal kombat like having those real like you know that seeing a real person in a game just putting it as simple mm-hmm. as that was was pretty high back in the day um but anyway looking through i'm looking through my sega genesis games right now to find my favorite one <laughs> aladdin sparkster good. i mean i want to play aladdin mm. now yeah was wipeout on genesis oh well lemmings is old oh school my gosh. i mean that was that was, on the, that was on the commodore amiga back in the day the 600 and the 500 that's that's old that's that's fucking, that game was you want to hear a sad story though just speaking sure. of old games okay so, because it's been so hot in here, we actually had an AC that was on top of, uh, like, a little, almost like an armoire drawer type thing yeah. to make sure that we could sleep upstairs because it's been so hot. And I have a bunch of really old N64 games, including, like, Turok and things like that. And the AC wasn't supposed to emit water. <gasps> and it did. Mm-hmm for all of these n64 games yeah that i didn't realize were that's so sad but thankfully if you go out to ebay they all have most of them have a value of 86 cents I know. so if you have a catalog of what was yours it won't be yours i love that i have my original copy mm-hmm. of zelda for nes and i have my original nes from 1987 like i love I that it's mine but if mm-hmm. something happened to me i would pay the four dollars and 32 cents plus the shipping to replace it 
my wife's like, you have all these collectibles. Do these have any value? None whatsoever. Zero value. Yeah, I don't still have <laughs> Only Pokemon it's cards. It's emotional value, to me. We are I have a Snorlax that's worth like 200 bucks for some reason. In my for Pokemon life. cards. That's about it. Amazing stories. So these are devastating stories, but the stories that shape us and uh, take us to therapy. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh so i'm gonna go on to another question uh why did you do that that one's not really relevant um so i guess you've always kind of mentioned the kind of content you create in in rpgs i mean we know zandri that you all do podcasts i mean you can shake your head or nod your head i'm pretty sure you all do podcasts you all stream uh you all make youtube content reaction you do reaction videos i mean uh chris even reacted to the fact that i invited him on this podcast to be fair uh, <laughs> which i watched last we night. hit published man we hit we need a video we, really we need a video so if you want to go and watch that you should definitely do that um so i don't really need to kind of ask that question um but i guess, I guess what the main one of the main questions i'm going to ask is is what being a new being new to guild wars 2 um and also streaming it um because i mean we're kind of this is a, a bit older you know this is a couple of years ago well maybe longer than that but when you came into the directory because obviously you're new you're new i would say you know you weren't at launch so this counts as well um, <laughs> um are you saying that because i wasn't at launch i am lesser than you jebro i don't understand what the well no! it depends on what it depends on what you played no, in overwatch i'm trying to make <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Oh, Danny, you're right. You're wow. right. I'm sorry. Oh, I people. was, I was a filthy mercy main. So yeah, no, I accept. Um, I accept this. I. So then it depends on what skin you were using. Yeah, accurate. Sandra, I'm so glad we understand each other. <laughs> when you started streaming Girl Girls too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you now. I'm done. No, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. This is a safe podcasting environment. Please ask me the question you wanted to ask me. Speak your heart. No, Speak your was, truth. What was it like when you <laughs> when you when you started um, backwards? So was it post half ones or was it pre half ones? It was post. It was post. It was post. Yeah. Okay. So what was it like streaming then when you started? um like in terms of i don't know community or just like what what happened because we know i mean it, it, the reason i ask this question is because when new streamers play you know another mmorpg spoilers are a thing people following you around is a thing people spamming your inbox and your in-game mail if you're soda popping it will just he will just you know rage and just quit the game and just have bad things to say about it if you're, you know, if you're different people, you will have different reactions depending on how the community reacts to you and also your stream. So I just wonder how that was like for you when you came in. Yeah, it was. I think we were. Oh, gosh, I think actually Path of Fire had just come out. It's been three, four years, four years now. I don't know what time is. I don't know what time is anymore, everybody. Oh, forms, I guess so. Okay. I guess, uh, no, it must have been out for a little bit then. Maybe it was out for, like, a year. Kasuna Obi in the chat will probably know, because they remember things far better than I do. I started just after okay. Path of Fire, yeah. Okay, so... I Yeah, it was interesting. I think it was an interesting time for the game as well. Because, like you said, or, or like, and like a lot of people in chat are saying, Heart of Thorns, a lot of times, is sort of considered as, like, the golden era, I guess, of Guild Wars 2. And 
a lot of people like the hype leading up to that expansion and all kinds of stuff uh as well as like some of the punishing open world which people also complained about in equal measure but mm. like there were all these things that a lot of people really loved uh raids had come out all this stuff right mm. and then i think in comparison a lot of people felt like path of fire was maybe i guess a letdown in some ways mm -hmm. and yet it was funny because as i played through it i mean i loved path of fire i had a great time i like i loved the story i think even more in path of fire but i love the metas and open world maybe more from heart of thorns so it was interesting having this fresh experience and i think being a fresh voice in the community at a time when there were certain parts of the community that were maybe frustrated or feeling like they were uncertain about the future of the game and i will be completely honest about it right like we will talk completely honestly about this um and i think there were a lot of reasons that kind of fed into that mm. and yet at the same time like i said earlier from the very first stream that I did, the like hype and the love and the passion for this game was so clear to me. Like it was from off the chart. From, from the like chat. From anyone from, coming in. Yeah, from like anybody coming in, from yeah. newcomers who were curious about my experience with the game to like the love was so real. I had all these people that were so patient and so friendly. I had somebody i remember one of my moderators my now moderators gifted me the winter's monarch outfit because it was the start of winter's day and then also gifted me the copper salvage matic and to this day <laughs> i treasure those two items like they are so nostalgic to me that salvage matic saved my butt it like it's one of those things where yeah, i felt yeah i felt so much love and at the same time i think there was also i mean like you said there were some people who maybe cared a little too much. And I say this with like all the love in my heart because I was always so ecstatic and or frustrated in equal measure because I think since the game doesn't teach you a lot, a lot of times like people are very excited to be the ones who step in to teach you. And there were times where it was so helpful. Like I, one of our, um, you know, long-term viewers, Tovia and Kasu and Obi, who are here in the chat, they all, like, at various points when they came into the stream, took me around for my first jump puzzle or took me around for this thing. And, like, those memories are so precious to me. But then we also had these kind of jokes that started, right? Because eventually I got to the point where my mastery bar was full, but I had not started Heart of Thorns yet, and I could not actually unlock masteries, but the message pops up in the corner nonstop in 24 hours of stream, <laughs> I'd have people yelling at me in the chat, ping, 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 pinging me in the game, like nonstop. I'd be like, please stop pinging me. Mm -hmm. Please stop pinging me. They're like, check your masteries. Put your mastery points in. Mastery points, Rook. Masteries, Rook. Masteries. And I was like, please stop. I can't do it yet. I researched it. They told me I can't do it yet. Like, yep. <laughs> so did you, it's... did you know you have a mastery level that you can, that's what I'm getting now. Cause I want to do it at the same time. Like I want to do everything in sequence in order, yeah. and I literally same, posted same. in discord. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yes. Sorry, but I feel you. No, <laughs> I and like, and I had to start setting down boundaries in, in streams. And it was actually, it was a really interesting experience for me to like, start saying to people like, Hey, if you're joining us, like in a party, please do not ping me. Like I had yeah. to like, you know, turn off sound effects for various mm. things and stuff like that. Or mm -hmm. um, like with the story instances in Guild, War 2, or Guild Wars 2, I had to remind people like, hey, this is my first time going through it. Remember, I'm talking to chat. Remember, I'm trying to listen to stuff. So don't mm. blast ahead and kill every single thing in this story instance before I am even yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. 
So it was interesting because I think like, I'm actually really grateful for all of the experiences because when it comes down to it, it's just the people are excited, right? They're excited about the game. They want to share it. And I think it taught me a lot about like navigating new MMOs and what that new player experience is like, because, you know, I was coming from having a lot of experience in Final Fantasy to this new horizon mm -hmm. and there was a lot of stuff that i didn't know um but i think i really learned a lot about how to like navigate that space myself in a new game and like i grew to love the game so much and i had so many people who helped me but also people who gave me the breathing room that i needed and like when i was able to establish some of those boundaries and say to people like hey let me experiment with weapons let me experiment with builds let me do these things like we don't gotta constantly lambast me for a meta build because i'm level 20 or like you know whatever it was it actually opened up a lot of really cool discussions that I think to this day are still a foundation of a lot of conversational topics that I discuss and bring awareness to in stream, which was awesome, honestly. I'm really grateful for a lot of that. So, yeah. Mm. So there is, a, there is like a mixture of kind of it. You're trying, yeah, I, that's your heart, Rick, really. Uh, you are always like, it's <laughs> so, always so positive. And I, I'm, I am as well. I like to, people call me PMA. But like, if someone if someone pisses me off in the chat, they're trying to backseat or anything. Already, we've got commands. Yeah, we got mods telling telling people. And then I look, and then I'm like, dude. And the first thing I say is like, imagine you're playing a game for the first time, and how much you would dislike. I always I always put it back onto the person. I was like, imagine and imagine someone telling you how to play the, the game and uh like talking talking about the game as well it's like how would you feel like i, I the counselor in my head in me comes out um and and then they're like they're always like i don't care about spoilers <laughs> like but that's rubbish you definitely do everyone does and well, like, you know because you've already been there it's just, well yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well you don't yeah but like some people don't but so, I mean, treat I others guess. how you want to be treated is not treat others how literally you want to be treated. It's treat others with yeah, the same yeah, level yeah. of respect you would like. Exactly. That's it. That's Because I one. play That's Final Fantasy fourteen wrong, according to the vast majority of the community, <laughs> because I don't play MMOs for story. And what I love about Guild Wars is they're like, so when do I get a mount? Oh, well, that's in this other story. Oh, so I have to clear this one first? Nah, you can just pause it and start that one right now. Oh. <laughs> And you get halfway through and you're like, I don't know who this is. That's my fault. It's fine. Like, it's my journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Time is not linear. Mm -hmm. I, I am partially the way through every story I have finished. None of them. They're all coming together. I'm like, I think I like this person from the future. Maybe the past. I'm not sure. Guild Wars 2 is can. Like, there is... I've never actually thought about trying to maybe go for all the stories and right but i mean i have technically i guess but it's it's been a while since i played like the main i story didn't have the living worlds anyway because because yeah, they had announced not long after i came into the end they're like hey yeah, if you can do other things in this game that has a thousand things you haven't done we'll give it to you for free yeah all right i'm over here shooting electricity <laughs> from my answer. eyes you're still not playing it right <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah, that's the thing it's like but yeah i mean yeah, that's difficult oh, that's i don't difficult i don't want press. optimal builds for everything yeah, because no, in 14 yeah. getting me to my optimal yield and getting my optimal gear is teaching me how the game works and then when the next expansion or the next patch comes out and the eye level moves i get to go see if i can do it myself and if i can't i'll ask and then mm -hmm. when the next patch expansion comes i get to see if i can do it myself and so there's always this opportunity to learn but with a linear progression system if you jump me straight into optimal builds and perfect ascended gear that's it like you pushed me to the end yeah. of the game 
and there's I nothing left. Me. And I so, like, yeah. I didn't even have all exotics right away at 80. And it's like, I don't, I don't need all exotics. And they're like, well, your stats are wrong. I'm sure they are because I get one shot at this. Like, I believe you. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Ooh. Learning in I, the I, I, I actually hate that argument because it depends on what build you want. It depends on what you want to accomplish. It depends on a, a lot more. And that's a, a lot of things that people have been talking about where there's a lot of misinformation about things like that, especially one of the big things is if Scourge is okay to play in raids. Now, I, I haven't actually gotten to them yet, but Scourge mm. is very big you can literally go around resing people i mean i play a melee dual dagger elementalist which is probably the stupidest thing no. but you know what it's fun and i still complete things and then what's even funnier is no. that my really gear fun. is either dire which is vite toughness and condi damage i believe or carrion which is very close That's power by salad in condition damage yeah 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 exactly yeah. So it, it and and I focus on a fresh air build that's fresh air. Um, fresh air I, I don't even. Yeah. You should yeah. call it. You yeah. should call it Febreze. You should call it the Febreze. I know. Build. I know. Yeah, the Febreze. <laughs> really good. But it's just it's it's more about if you actually know your class and what you have fun playing. It should well, be the big thing. You have to take a journey. I mean, Chris, like you're saying, right? It's like maybe you're freshly eighty, but not everybody knows all the shortcuts in this game, right? And as you level, you kind of get stuff and you figure things out and you start realizing there's different abilities that do different things. And that was kind of tough at first because, yeah, I, I would feel like this is something I want to explore and do. And Zan, like you're saying, I want to do this fun, wacky build, maybe just because it feels right for my character, maybe just because I'm exploring how the game works. Maybe I'm just figuring out what's efficient. And of course, I'm always one of those people that says, like, don't let meta be the precedence, but use meta as a tool to better understand the game if you're curious, right? Like, engage with it, look at it, see why people build things or pair things if you're curious about it. Mm -hmm. PvP has its own set of things, right? Rating. How do people construct these things that then become so commonly used? But especially when you're leveling, you should never have to worry about, like, doing it right or wrong because you're just learning and that is its own state, you know? And it was so funny to me because I think probably you, you're saying, you know, Jeb, that I'm, I'm so positive about a lot of it because I do think, like I said, a lot of it comes from a good place. I think the thing that was the most maybe negative for me, if I'm going to go there, which I'm going to do, yeah, absolutely, was the yeah. fact that I had a lot of people who would almost like talk down to me while I was mm. doing things like where, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, oh, Rook, it would be better if you used, or like, have you realized, like, maybe the CC is something that you need to pay attention to, and like, that's what this bar is, and blah, blah, blah. It was always like, well, Rook didn't change her weapon again. Well, if Rook would swap her weapon, then <laughs> she did it. <laughs> new, voice. Voice. new voice. So, it's great how she thinks it's okay to use just well, one weapon. Yes. What is your main, though? My main is Dragon Hunter. Uh, well, okay. Okay, it's it depends on what I'm doing, right? For open world sure. PVE content, what I started out with and what I do for most general story is Guardian Dragon Hunter. But mm -hmm. in raids, I do Druid, and I have actually I've, I'm super obsessed with Firebrand right now. I got like really obsessed with it after fighting, doing it for so long. I'm so excited about it. Who doesn't um, love I, Firebrand? It's just fun. I like the animations. I like the feel. Um, but, you know, it was like I was a baby. I had like one weapon in my inventory and I was still learning what a lot of those things meant. So that was probably the most negative experience when people would like assume that what I was doing, I, I don't know, it just felt like they thought 
she's doing this because she's dumb or she doesn't care or like and i was just like no it's because i played this game for three days Yep. <laughs> and I'm having fun figuring out yeah. what just great sword does, or like yeah. what just this thing what does. Dodge does. <laughs> what what dodge does. Builds and where people just dodge around and kills them. Right, and there's a difference too. Like there's a difference between what is supposedly the meta that Snowcrows might have put out. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, but there's I mean, a difference between that and what you do in open world. Like for me. Just playing a Norn dual dagger elementalist and being up in your face is it is me. Like that's me. Like I want to be in your face. I want to dodge evade. I want to be able to actually disengage and go back with blazing. Like I'm literally playing air, arca- uh, arcane, and fire. So like, and and it's what's working out for me for open world. And what's really cute is a lot of people are like wow i didn't know that did that and i'm like yeah because you didn't look at it because you didn't you like you looked up the meta which to be fair there are a lot of people who can't put a lot of time into games and so when they do and they want to raid and they want to clear something they look at what the best build is for that specific thing and and that's totally valid but for someone who's streaming and out in the open world and saying, okay, I want to actually have reactionary combat because I'm not used to it. I want to actually see, you know, read the tooltips on this yeah. person. Okay, he does a shockwave, so I'll put my back against a wall. I'll come in, stun him, back out, come back in, immobilize, knock down, and then just burn him down. Mm-hmm. Because all of my burning it does even more damage with the build that I have. And you have to you have to know your class, but I, but I do get the idea of if you know you don't have enough time, and that's not even a good way to put it. But if you're only able to raid and you want to damn the content, I do get the idea of looking up what the best build would be. However, there are some people who just don't know their class. Hot take, and so even if you look up what that build is. It's not. It's not going to help you. I think. It's, I guess. It's in my opinion, that. it's it's a way of learning and how you like to learn. Like I, I can't play a game. I can't play any game with people telling me how to play it and what to do and leading me places because I will never, pl- never learn and I will never. I will just disengage. I will disengage completely. Mm-hmm. And it happened with Lord of the Rings Online. Like, we were walking around. It was like, I kind of wanted to check out raids. And it was my fault because I kind of said, you know, I want to, if you guys leave me through the game, like this, that, the other. And I was like, oh, God, I don't even know what's going on. Where am I? Oh, there's the Shire. Oh, there's, you know, there's all the people. Well, that's cool. Oh, nice. Now I'm like level 50 and I didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, and then I started playing in, in my own place very slow very slow like learning the abilities learning the rotations my way oh shit if i put this in i can do the thing well that's the thing and and i think one one thing you're saying sandra as well is is that you know we all play our own way but when you're a streamer Mm -hmm. specifically and you talked reactionary there you you were talking about your skills and stuff you're also talking about how you want to stream and be excited about something and show Mm -hmm. that and that is exciting for people and that is what I am. I am literally like, you know, I'm really chill. But then like, if there's something really, really awesome, my face would change. You know, I'm very emotive. My voice goes high pitched. I'm like, you know, I won't talk for a second. I forget to breathe. I pass out and get back up. And then we're back, you know, <laughs> and then just like, you know, that's, that's part of it. You know, I don't want people to ruin that. 
in the chat like i don't want people to say to tell me the things to, 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 and people in our community know that because that that's why they watch me they will say to them in a respectful way you know we want to see that happen we want to see that's why we're watching him that's why we're watching them do this because we know they mm -hmm. play this game and we want to see what they think about this that and the other and then they kind of get it um but that's difficult and i no wonder like because chris obviously you came to the game i think you came to the game later than than Zandri as well but like how has it been for you recently i don't know i was in your chat today because i kind of wanted to gauge a little bit of that like how has it been for you like kind of coming in and playing from the start and just streaming again like what's the community been like what's your first kind of impression of you know how that experience has been streaming as well i, I brought a lot of friends with me offline so i have like okay. some offline experience where i'm surrounded by other noobs uh and so like, i just kind of brought a wave <laughs> full of people noobs. that don't know what they're doing with nice. me uh and so on stream i've i've never been treated rudely it's been phenomenally welcoming. Guild Wars stopped by and like dropped a bunch of gifts on chat and like, which was bizarre. And uh, and so like like in the last six months, the two weirdest things that have happened to me on stream is I went live and people said, you know, Asmongold is watching one of your videos right now, which is just proof that if you publish enough times, good things will happen. Awesome. Uh, I don't think we're at three thousand videos yet, but not for lack of trying, we'll get there uh and and then guild wars came in and dropped coach which was just like this amazing yeah. gift to come in on a non-arena net partner and just say hey we think it's awesome you're playing the game and those were like my two most bizarre like well i woke up this morning and i expected a lot of versions of the world this was not one of them mm -hmm. uh nobody's been rude to me and so what i found is people want to help they want to they mm -hmm. want to help they want to welcome you in and so take them into places where you wish there was a live real-time responding wiki page that was mostly accurate and so i just go do that and so if i want to know how to like unlock a system go with them if i don't want to know that stuff then go into content where they don't want to help you and so they so i went through and did princess with no guide and then realized oh, wow. i don't okay. have dragonite so i just have a princess with no dragonite at that point which is just a way to keep <laughs> a bug in a backpack that doesn't have enough room yeah uh and i I done a lot of jump puzzles where I don't ask for help. So like not so secret jump puzzle took me a substantial number of hours. Um, and then you get to the top and they're like, Hey, did you know there's diving goggles? If you want to go back and go even higher. It's very cool. That's for a day. That's not today. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when we'll kick that can down the road. Um, but I've, I've had a lot of fun just kind of going and starting like unlocking and ascended for a specialization or something like that, where, they can't spoil it because the process is kind of baked in. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a really fun way to enjoy that with the community where they get to be as helpful and welcoming as they want to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to feel like we're at odds. It's like, no, no, I, I want you guys here. This is awesome. And then I can save offline time for like when I'm at a spot in the story where I care and I want to go through that, I can do that offline. Or when I want to learn a build or a rotation where I'm going to stop and I'm going to read tool tips. Um, I tend to get off topic. Um, I think I'm in good company on that. And so I find that learning a build for my level of focus is probably best when there's nothing else going on. And mm. so I can do that offline at my own progression. Uh, and the only difference is when somebody's trying to be helpful offline and like, I can't steer it to something to say, Hey, I don't want help. Like I'm trying to do a thing. I'm trying to figure it out my way. And that's when I get toxicity offline in doing a fractal wrong or doing, and it's all been offline. Yeah. Um, 
it, it hasn't been anybody in stream. And what's funny is it's never happened to be in game while live, even though I'm with strangers. So I don't mm. know how they know, but like the moment I'm not live, that's the only time I've run into issues. Um, it's the same toxicity as 14 and wow get it comes from one of two places it comes from passion for the game and wanting you to have the joy that they have in the future and just dragging you just whiplashing you all the way to where they are or a difference between reality and expectations so somebody goes in and says i got 20 minutes before i got to take off i got to get one more fractal this week i'm gonna hop in i'm gonna clear my fractal and somebody else goes i've never done fractals before Oh, man, I'm going to try pushing fractals further than I did the first time, which was five minutes ago. I got my first piece of agony resist. Let's do it. And then they hop into a party together, and it's a disaster. Like, it's it's just a complete disaster because there's no way that both of those realities are going to be true. And so one of them is going to get dragged into a situation they didn't want to be in, and how they respond is entirely up to what kind of day they've had, how they're used to communicating online. Uh, and so that's that's where most of it comes from in MMOs. And I've been in communities where that's more vocal. I've been in communities where it's not. 14 mm-hmm. likes to brag that it's not as common as in WoW, but you know the difference is in WoW, it's not bannable. So I would argue that's a curated version. That doesn't mean people aren't thinking mm-hmm. it. They're just not allowed to say it. Uh, and so I think every MMO community has it, and it comes from one of those two places. I want to help. I love this game. Or mm-hmm. I had an expectation when I logged in, and you're hurting my expectation because you're not where I'm at. It's mm. hmm. a really good breakdown of it, honestly. Yes, I totally agree with that. You know, like, you can't control oftentimes what's happening with other players. And I think it you do get to tell when there are those lines or boundaries. And I mean, I will say this, like, overall in Guild Wars 2... It's so it's actually really funny to me, Chris, that you had this experience because I think it's almost been the reverse for me. Like when I'm just alone on my own, nothing. When I was streaming it, that's when I had those moments. <laughs> and like, and I mean, again, like it's to say that I think a lot of it did come from that like first place, that person that place of passion, right? Um, and I think the community as a whole really is passionate. And especially for a game that I think has grown and changed and is such a different beast than even the vision it had when it was released and like all these different things. It really has been amazing to see what this game means to people. And then like you said as well with the devs or with like, you know, the Guild Wars channel that came in, like there's this real like tangible love that I felt for the game that is there. And like, of course you're going to still have those weird experiences sometimes, Hmm. but like overall, I think that Guild Wars two does have a lot of really fun stuff. Like you said, to just discover. And like, if you have a bad experience with something, you can just go do a jump puzzle or you can go do this other thing, or you can have your own journey in this other way, which is really fun. And like when I first did a jump puzzle on stream, I never thought I would do them again. I was so self-conscious. I was on a Norn. I couldn't do it. I've never played. I like did not play a lot of platformers growing Mm. up. I mostly had PlayStations. Like, so when I did that first jump puzzle, I was just like, I died so much because I didn't have a glider because I was like, Zan, we were, I was playing through the whole thing in order. I was like, I'm so embarrassed about myself. (laughs) And people were, you know, like, lol, look at Rook. She fell again. Ha ha ha. How many times do you think she'll die? And that first moment, I was so self-conscious about it. But then over time, I realized, like, 
you know what, this is great content and I'm having a lot of fun. And if I want to do it my way, I'll do it my way. And there was something really liberating about that. So it became less about me being self-conscious and more about be me being like, yeah, I died. So what? 25 times? Let's make it 50. Like my big norm, but can I cannot see around it? Where Yo. am I? Did I fall off because I just didn't jump right or because my head clipped into the tree branch? <laughs> <laughs> And oh lo and behold, I started doing all the jump puzzles. We did all the jump puzzles on stream. We did the Mad King's Tower. We did all this other content, stuff that I never thought getting into it that I would do. And I had so much fun, you know? And I think that if you engage with Guild Wars 2 in that way, and like, yes, you listen and ask for help when you need it, but like, you also just like grab that game and have so much fun and do whatever you feel like and laugh it off when you die. And downstate isn't really the end of the world, even though at first I was convinced it was mm -hmm. like, it's so, it can be so fun and liberating. And I think nice it makes some stuff. builds better. It'd be kind of <laughs> nice if downstate was a little more, sometimes it's an insult. Like sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere, totally alone surrounded by 16 veterans and a champion that you didn't mean to fall into and your mount broke and you're laying on the ground the moment you hit it and you're like i just want to die and they're like no you're gonna need Depends to sit and think about what just you've find done the weakest, find the and, weakest thing kill it and and that moment that moment when that timer kicks on i'm like i feel like i need to wait this out i feel like i need to stop i don't need to swing and throw a rock at them i need to just sit here and think about the decisions that brought me to a point so far from a waypoint. And, and I'm going to have to come back here. Like, I'm going to have to come all the way back because the point of interest is right there. Yeah. Man, downstate is part of some people's rotation. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even it a joke. Is, it is. It's not even a joke. Downstate took on a totally different meaning for me when I started raiding. Like, and I think that was a big thing for me. taking it away in World v. World for like a week this week. And like the Guild Wars post said, like, we think you'll be fine. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is you know, what, a disaster like, and I want to be a part of it. Because one of the things that we were talking about is that the idea of actually getting into the game, if you do everything in open world, is that there's such a high threshold of knowing your build and knowing swapping weapons that once you get into raids, the raids seem easy. And we were actually talking about having downstate taken away in raids with my last uh, podcast that I did with Teapot and Muck that might make it a bit tougher. And especially for like a, you know, server first type thing that if you just got rid of it, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have Teapot and a Scourge rezzing everybody. But I mean, Scourge is bad. I mean, and downstate, and downstate yeah, right. is bad. <laughs> right. Um, no, I actually, it was funny, I guess maybe because I was coming from 14, right? Like, raiding mm -hmm. in 14 into Guild Wars 2. And, I mean, Jeb, I know you've been doing raiding in Guild Wars 2 as well recently, and I'm really <laughs> curious to hear what you think about a lot of this, too. But, like, to me, I mean, I would love it if they had versions of the raids where you could apply modifiers like that, right? Where you're like, no, mm -hmm. downstate, this thing, that thing. I think that would be amazing. And, again, it would just give you more bang for your buck on that content with raiders and, like, have some other rewards or proportional things. I think that would be great. But I actually liked the downstate coming from 14. And I think the reason was, um, well, yes, it kind of feels like the punishment corner, like you were saying, especially when, like, you know, baby's first raid is like VG. So you get downed in the, like, you know, technicolor light tiles and you're laying there just like, this is the end for me, but death <laughs> is not swift. <laughs> like, you know it. And so there are times where it can feel frustrating. 
but I also love it because there are these great rallying moments or like, gosh, some of the best, my favorite kills we ever got were like, there were only three people left. All of three of them went downstate. Mm -hmm. The boss had this much health. You're like screaming like, hit it, hit your buttons, hit your buttons, downstate, kill, downstate, kill. (laughs) And then the boss goes down and it's so fun. Like it feels like that hero's rally. And I love that concept because in so many other games that like KO State is kind of just like, well, now you have to reset and do it again. And of course, you still have to do that sometimes in Guild Wars 2. But there's something about it that I think is really fun and gives you more of that sense. Or like you're able to go over and help somebody and help them get up and like pat them on the back and go for it. Or you can use those abilities, gather everybody up and res them. It's um, very d Yeah, it's very d You still yeah, get yeah. a turn. <laughs> like you can't do anything, but it's your turn. Like you're not done. You hey man, you can hold your action as long as you say what is going to make that happen. Even in D and D, yeah, it's I like it. I think it's a fun little thing. But I mean, yeah, it'd be great if we could also have other modifiers that you could apply, for, especially for right. Race. But people for were talking, yeah, and just people were talking about, especially for like challenge mode, even Doom, that it might make it for people who are on that higher tier who want to actually take part in things like that and not necessarily have downstate as, okay, well, we'll stack this number of firebrands and this number of scourge and we'll get everybody back up. And even if they do the minimal amount of damage, there is no, you know, DPS meter. The closest is the 14 healer LB3. Like that's the closest equivalent is you fail a phase. It's gone hard, but because it's far enough into the fight, the healer gets that off. It goes off. The healer goes down because they've been standing there casting. Everybody's up except for that healer because that's what they get. And the tank because they'd already swift cast res them. So now they've got to take weakness because that's a rule. And so Wait, like... You're not slide you're casting? Re- now you're trying to recover with a healer down and a weakened tank. And you're like... I'm sorry. Zan, I would just like to joke. say that was... you're an animation lock when you're using Limit Break 3. So. No, I know, I know. It was... <laughs> I'm kidding. I just wanted to tease you. I just wanted to tease you. Jeb, um, I am actually curious. How about, like, your experience in raids? And you can feel yeah. free to steer us along in the conversation, because as you pointed out gonna, earlier, I, I think we've all said it. Move us I just feel bad interrupting, because you're all going no. off on one and talking about the game, and essentially that's just what I wanted to do. Uh, today so i'm well, good at least chilling someone and feels listening. bad i'm chilling and listen, i'm <laughs> listening i'm listening i'm chilling um because you could you're talking about the things I, I like to you know we're here to talk about so there's i'm almost don't need to ask questions um i was literally trying to find because you know i'm i'm with you on the downstate because literally there's us all in chat like versus mo on like um raid uh first raid wing we're just we're going through and this is a boss we've killed many times for some reason we're struggling on wednesday we're all tired and we're all just in downstate one percent and we're like oh there's four of us two of us are healers this ain't going down and we're about to get spikes like put right up our like our asses basically because that's what happened um and you know you're all standing there and you know and and a lot of the times i think you know many people forget about the combat in Guild Wars 2 and why it is the way it is. The Guild Wars 2 was a right, was basically built and with the idea of main stuff that was going to occur was PvP. That's why there's a downstate. Um, because of PvP. Specific, more more often than, than not, a lot of us forget about this. And devs have talked about it before, like the combat was made specifically with PvP in mind. Um, 
and even with the big guys up there in Twitch that keeps the streaming, like PvP is is pretty much where the combat came from and where they wanted to really really sell it. So that's kind of where Downstate came from. I feel the most. They might, they might. I don't know if they would say the same thing now because I think a lot of those people are probably gone. But um, <laughs> uh, I remember having these conversations and being like, you know, Downstate is so unique. Um, and Elder Scrolls Online kind of has a downstay in a way because you can still res anyone can res anyone on the floor by just pressing F um, and there's you know it takes an amount of time it's a bit longer depending on whether or not you got Kagnarex which is like a set of Destiny gear, has takes... a form of it you bring people back up in Destiny yeah 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 exactly um, so like it's very much not that kind of you know WoW or Final Fantasy where you you know have you've got a res and you have to use it or cast it or whatever um so so for me i i definitely do enjoy that i think you know i <laughs> cms and stuff are like calling guild wars 2 ranges there's just not enough people for them to put the effort into creating this kind of extra stuff which only about you know 100 people are probably going to play unfortunately it's not worth it for them um i think that's very much like you know content creators creating their way like teapot does for example you know like he did um level 78 or 76 or something first ever under leveled raid clear with like an entire raid where they had like um re- all rares level like 74 or something like that yeah, um I was there. <laughs> so yeah yeah oh you were there there you go and so you know that's something he did i think that's very much like a I think Guild Wars 2, they like that. They like people creating their own stuff. So necessarily, I think it, it it creates more engagement as well. You know, people creating that kind of stuff and creating a raid tournament, creating a dungeon tournament, which is essentially what World of Warcraft did. People just took, took the idea from another game and put it into Guild Wars 2. Genius. Why mm-hmm. the hell not? It works. It's easy to do. Um, you know, creating these things where, you know, say, no death. And like if you don't get a, no, if you get no death in... Uh, I, I don't know if he's in every wing, but like there are achievements where you can, you know, if you don't get a death on each boss, then you can get an achievement for it. So these things are kind of in the game, but they're not really like that celebratory, and they're not really like, whoa, we got this kind of thing because you don't get anything like really awesome for it. You just get two achievement points, <laughs> you know, you don't get anything like a mount skin or anything, which would be cool because then you would get more people going into raids and stuff like that to do it. So, so Zendra, I reckon, I I feel like you're right in terms of the stuff that could be cool if there was a good reward behind it you would see raid population jump massively but that's that's another conversation um <laughs> but it would it would happen and that's what Elder Scrolls Online does you get you get a you get vet done for an entire trial which is their version of raid which is 10 people you will basically be able to get yourself a sick ass mount skin or okay, fine. I'll, I'll download it now. It's okay. good. They've got good rewards. <laughs> They've got a good reward system. And you can and their reward system is only going to improve by next month where you're able to get stuff off of their store by doing content weekly and daily in-game. It's cool. it's oh, yeah. I'm so glad they're doing that. That's actually been like it's a good. game changer for me when it comes to talking about ESO. Yeah. No joke. Because mm-hmm. that cash shop has been a big holdback for them, I think, is oh, like yeah. a little caveat. Like, People yeah, this game's money, great, though. but... But I people know. spend the money. They spend right. the money on the game because but they cash ups are a game. thing for everybody. Like no matter what, it's like <laughs> even if it's just quality of life things. You yeah. know what I mean, though. Oh, and, yeah. and I can see that it. for ESO. Like honestly, though, and I do, I don't want to put you on a tangent. I'm sorry, Rook, but for me, it was like okay, Neverwinter, Swotor. What else can I just start? 
Oh, wait, I have to pay $20 to play ESO? No way! But no, Xbox I'm going game. to. But if you've got Xbox it, Game Pass, it's, it's free. Yeah. yeah. Technically, yeah. it's not free. But and and will. the best value in gaming, assuming it has games that you want. And they have, and Phil Spencer has said, we have traditionally catered to one type of player. And so there are players that fall outside of that have ignored us. And they're not going to pick us up unless we come to them. And so he's been picking up JRPGs. He's been picking up family mm-hmm. games. He's been picking up party games. And so, like, and they're it. they're making moves. <laughs> Whether you yeah. like Xbox or not, he doesn't care. He's going to come create a place that's fun to be. Uh, and and they've been coming with their first parties. He's been he hasn't said it's going to be Xbox only. He said anywhere Game Pass is supported, which in my mind is is a Nintendo PlayStation. Do you want Game Pass in your console? Because we'll put it there. Like, no, because my controller's broken because my dog ate it. It's an intriguing right value. Now. And it, it's but something no. that even if it, it, it makes PlayStation answer, it makes, gosh, why is there not a Square Enix pass? Why is there not, like, it, it brings things in. It's a value. You look at World of Warcraft struggling to put content out, and then they put Classic out. Like, there's a, there's a bitterness that, why are you charging me for this? And it's one of my biggest frustrations with Guild Wars is you veteran players tell me our biggest issue is these content droughts. It's that these mm. mansions mm. are so exciting because they're shooting comets. Why are they shooting comets? Why are they not every 24 months? Because they don't have the money. Well, why don't they have the money? Because they don't have the money. They don't ask for it. I honestly think it's because with the small amount of devs that they have, it's we're not going to schedule things this month, this month, and this month, it's when it's done and it's up to par, mm-hmm. we will release it. That's, I want to add, like. add a, a um, disclaimer right now as well. Sure. Um, so Guild Wars 2, and because, this is because all of you haven't played from the beginning, but Brooke knows this. Um, and this important information, I feel, may not have been passed on to the both of you, maybe. I'm not sure when talking to Teapot and Mark Luck if that's something they talked about. Um, again, Teapot, I don't think played at launch. I think Mark Luck is very new as well. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's not saying that Teapot is new, but I don't know if he played at launch, but he knows, he definitely knows this, and so does Mark Luck as well, and other people. But the game's ethos and what they what they originally wanted the game to be so they released the game saying that no rates no expansions basically no mounts and these were they wanted to go against the against the grain of mmorpgs because of somewhat somewhat because of what guild wars 2 guild wars originally did as well because Mm -hmm. it was very much an mmorpg that wasn't an mmorpg because Technically, it was. Yeah, I played it alongside WoW for that reason. Yeah, it paired exactly. well. It was a contrast. It very much so. But then there was that there was that big competition between the two as well back in the day. But like, so they've they're very much confused. And you can probably you probably realize this as you're playing as well. You're like, there's dungeons and there's fractals. What the difference? What's that? Why? Why does that exist? <laughs> then there's raids, but there's strikes. There's living story, but there's expansions. There's a personal story. But then there's living story, and then there's expansions. Then there's expansion story, and then there's side stories. But then there's these achievements inside the living worlds where I can potentially get a legendary in End of Dragons or a voucher for one. And then you're like... It's really hard as a new player. There's, there's a lot of stuff, it's right? It's really hard. And, and the point I'm trying yeah. to make is, is the fact that 
I, I'm not. I'm still not sure if it's a specifically a money thing. It's an. I don't think they know what they want to do most of the time. Because no, sometimes, it's like, I, I mean, it's, I definitely. I'm coming from a place of experience. Trust me. Let me let me finish my thought process here. So, sorry. So the reason they because <laughs> I've got to explain the past. So they started off with what they wanted to do is a live a live service. What they, and you experience this massive event once and then it's gone so this is what happened with south sun cove and people in chat will be able to back me up on this as well because this is old school um you experience this live event which is like living world story it doesn't happen again it never happens again and that was their plan and they were going to do content every two weeks new content this is why they didn't plan for expansions and it was not a good idea <laughs> because one their servers couldn't handle it we couldn't handle it and it was like playing powerpoint presentation and then they went on towards expansions, which is what they went on to half ones because they felt that kind of we needed it. Um, and then they did Living Story. And I think they did plan for a second expansion, Path of Fire as well. Then Icebridge Saga came along and it was like, it was either probably gonna, at the time going to be that. And this is where, you know, opinions will vary. Um, because they weren't really sure where they wanted to go. And also they had these other projects that were going on. So if they didn't have the money for it, they definitely would have had these other projects going on in the background. Who's in charge? Where's their background? Where's their experience? Their NCSoft. Well, NCSoft is publishing it. And they've been publishing it for, for years. Um, Guild Wars as well. But like in terms of like their people, who, most of the people who come up through Guild Wars with them, Arena Netwise, and have taken on other people from studios from, from all over like Seattle. A lot of the people come from, you know, they've been in Destiny or like indie devs or even just like Germany that brought over from other games. Um, right now, a ton of their people actually went over to Amazon <laughs> to do games there. Um, and that was a big thing as well. So I think... That's because they're going to release content nonstop is their promise, and they're going to back it with Amazon bucks. Yeah, <laughs> except New World has yeah. changed how many times before... I... None. It hasn't released. Well, well, no, New... but it's, it, it, no it has time. changed, that's, that's though. It, does, it doesn't no. matter. No, no, no. New, yeah. the New World wasn't even the game they went to. That's the thing. <laughs> they went over to Crucible, so they didn't even go over oh. to an MMO. No, I know well, what they went but, to. I'm just like... speaking of Amazon yes. in perspective. There's oh, yeah, multiple yeah, yeah. things... Like a a lot of people say, oh, you know, they jump ship to Amazon. There are a lot of things that Amazon has canceled as well. Oh, yeah. Because of not having people. And a lot of it is due to COVID. A lot of it is due to not being able to have certain people during crunch. A lot of people like it's there's a lot that goes into it, but there's a lot of things that have been canceled recently. And there are a lot of people who have been really excited just specifically. And I know that's not the thing. I know it is crucible. But a lot of people have been excited about New World as well. Oh, yeah. And New World sure. has changed completely. It doesn't matter if it's released. Yeah, it's and what's even funnier true, is that yeah. people have paid to be a part of that alpha. People have paid to be a part of the pre-alpha. And every single time it has changed, which is good. Because hopefully it's changed to the positive. Not for New World. But, Maybe Especially... But New World 2, they've done even just a pay to, like, let's check out to see how the store works. Okay. That was like, recent. That I'm was gonna, recent. I'm going I'm to shift us back to Guild Wars 2. Right, I'm sorry. Like, okay. there's I'm sorry. There's, I I'm think sorry. there's, like, we're very, very passionate about this. I understand. I definitely mm-hmm. understand. But when it comes to money, I just want to make sure that we, we paint 
arena in, in the right light because sure. I don't feel like money is the main. No, yeah, no. Well, I, I do want to add to this though, and I and oh, I, I do want to talk about it because yes. I think that what you're saying is fair, right? Like I think it is a mix of things, but I think yes. also to dismiss the fact that funding is a large part of this. It's, it's like it's an actual thing you know like of course. that's not to say like oh they earn plenty of money and they're doing just fine like <laughs> really like when you compare them to other mmos that are like catering to the same audience the amount of money that they charge and bring in it is a difference like and using those resources we see this a lot as well with warframe which follows a very similar kind of model and also has very similar release stumbles and or really cool, huge, groundbreaking innovations that they do that totally change up the game and are super amazing, right? And a so passionate like, community that is passionate. thankful for what they right. give. Yes. And, like, I think that as far as, like, revenue models and content, the closest that I've seen is Warframe Guild Wars 2. Now, with that, though, Jeb, I do have to say, as we've talked about even, we talked about ESO a little bit earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, and when yeah, we yeah. look at... When we look at the way that Guild Wars 2, I think, has large-scale integrated the new content changes, direction, mm -hmm. style, those sorts of things, versus, like, how ESO has, you know, integrated it. Yeah. Because let's be real, the game that ESO is now is incredibly different than what it was at mm -hmm. release. Oh, and yeah, Guild Wars 2 sure. is very similar. But mm -hmm. I think the big difference here is that ESO has had a level of funding, a large enough team, all these other mm -hmm. things where that stuff like retroactively smoothing out this whole process putting in the resources the labor the time to like redesign fundamental systems exploration leveling stuff experience gain all of these different things i think that's where the money plays a difference right mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate because like it's tough because with guild wars 2 i think there's a lot of stuff that they know they would love to address if they could yeah. and be that whatever it is with the development time or resources or inner structures mm -hmm. Like, they just aren't able to create that exact same smooth overhaul that unifies all this experience. So we do end up with, like, Chris, like, what you were saying, where there yeah. are all these features and things as a new player where you're like, and then what? And where did that come from? How do I get in? And mm -hmm. where is it? And what do I do? And yet, <laughs> I think it's important because it does push the game forward, mm -hmm. right? Like, they are responding to what's happening in MMOs. But because I don't think that they're able to really large scale smooth out and, like, they have had some changes in the team. They've had different ideas for mm -hmm. content and the evolution of the game. And I just don't think that it has been completely cohesively worked in as a vision due to a lot of reasons so that it's still really fun and it's phenomenal. And I think new ideas are great and they are a lifeblood of a game, right? But at the same time, there are these little bumps where like as a player, you do have to kind of engage and figure it out and work through it and understand. And then like there's new stuff, you know? Yeah. But it is it's it's very similar to other games that I think have the same kind of team structure, revenue, free to play, but like a little bit of buy to play elements or, you know, optional, like all these different things that go into it. Um, so, it's yeah, it's a mix. There's silver linings as a new player of this. There's a lot of positive mm -hmm. that comes out of what you just described. Absolutely. The ArenaNet partner program is incredible. And that comes out of we don't have time to teach players what they need to know. Mm -hmm. And so there are people that can reach out and be a personality and speak local languages, slangs, share their experience. We don't have to pay them full-time salaries. They can go generate some of that through ad revenue and all these other things. And we can have these basically contractor employees handle our community outreach in addition to us. What an incredibly efficient use of resources compared to like World of Warcraft, who's like, we're gonna handle it in-house. Oh crap, we have to cancel BlizzCon. Uh, mm. and, and then you don't you don't have but, that resilience of the creator program. But it's different, though, because 
And that's what I was trying to get to is a lot of people are upset about living world and ice brood. And mm -hmm. if you start the game, that's that. And the expansions are the only things that you have to purchase. Technically the expansions are the only things you have to purchase with actual money. But a lot of people don't know that they don't know that you can convert gems for things. They don't know mm -hmm. about the new living world season stuff with chapters coming out that are for like for free. And the devs are working mm. on it. And absolutely, Rook, you are correct. That's the problem. If there is a problem, it's just patches are released when they're done. And they don't have enough people to even get that social outreach that Blizzard has. And that's why the partner program is so good. They're relying on other people to say, hey, our game is awesome. Come play our game. And there are positives and negatives to that. I think the game is amazing mm -hmm. from what I've even played. And I, I, I get picked on for getting like, for thinking that little things like the mouth of Zaitan uh, for fights like that. The fact that you have to pick up rocks to break the defiance bar. If you don't have a good enough build are good and fun, but, but it is absolutely correct. And that's why I'm so excited for end of dragons and everything about end of dragons and who knows like right now living world season two because they knew that was the one thing that people were upset about like hey i want to play the game i have the base free game i'm not looking at heart of thorns or path of fire but i want to look at these living world expansions and technically living world two is before heart of thorns and so it's like that is perfect it seems like the dev team is actually listening by having that be for free again. And and that was one of people's biggest qualms. Well, I don't want to pay. Well, you, you, do you play, do you pay a subscription? Like people, people have to be paid somehow. And, and that's just kind of my big take on it. I actually just released a video for it, but it's just, I, I think it's a great, honestly, even if they did have a subscription, I think that that's a really good model, honestly. And having things like that go on sale all the time, is really serious. And that's why I was talking about Amazon stuff and why people are upset about New World. Because one of the things that they wanted to double check was that the cash shop worked. Because for right now, the cash shop is just quality of life items. For right now, those are the big words. And people can be really, people can be as excited about New World as they want. I think it sounds like a fantastic premise. So did Ashes of Creation. But at the same time, is it like is it just going to be quality of life items and so i think that guild wars 2 really 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 does a good job with having that for the store and i think them reintroducing living world season two considering living world season one is no longer except for like certain achievements that you can get certain missions you can do certain quests and things like that is out of the game them reintroducing that and having it be free is amazing it's Especially for the base game. The base game is up to level 80. Like, it's just... I I'm very defensive about it. I'm sorry. No, we but don't it's okay. Like, I get it. I get this small amount of a dev team that they have. And I get them wanting to only release patches when they think they're ready. And a lot of people think that they just took Ice Brood... Like, people off of Ice Brood. And that Ice Brood wasn't as good just because they took people off. Because they laid people off. They didn't just lay people mm. off. They brought people to EOD. 
Oh yeah, they no, 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 yeah. But they brought people. Yeah. The guild. The thing. The problem is, and and we're gonna start moving on to another subject because this is a very heated conversation. Well, it's not heated, but like it's passionate. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Because sorry. I think my original my original point was really talking about it's not just about money. Like money is money is right. what make the world go round. Everything is about money. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And if we have the resources that we want, obviously we can dedicate and we can throw bodies and things, and that's fine. But there is also a thing called choices, and Arena and I have made some choices right. which have been a bit questionable at times in terms of the direction of the game. But I think that's something to do with their own uh, exploratory way of how they want the game to evolve and to push forward, and what you know people expect from a game. And you know they change their minds about mounts, they change their minds about raids, about all loads of stuff, which made the game even more awesome, which is cool. But they're they're okay to admit that, and that's good. But also, they are probably top five MMORPG, and they're probably the MMORPG which has the lowest, you know, maybe the smallest, smallest team, and the less, least money behind it, and they're still up there doing what they're doing. And that's a credit to them, for sure, and to the community, and to the partner program, which is, which is awesome, which, you talk, which everyone talks about. Um, and, and that proves to a degree, you know, the money is important, of course, but... It's still they're still there doing their thing, you know. And uh, I think you know just because I'm I'm that kind of person where I'm like money, yes, it does need to be a thing. But you know you can have impacts as long as you putting your energy into the things which you know are the things which people care about and they want to see push forward. I mean, there's we've seen we've seen fine examples of that in the last year on a game which doesn't even install for two gigabytes that is, you know, up to six, seven million dollars right now. Like, you know, six million copies. You know, that is if your energy is in the right place, you can create that money. But I think there's been choices that have been made which have, you know, either stunted them or pushed them forward. You know, and hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens with End of Dragons. And the people in this community and you will learn and you have been learning for many times, for probably, you know, many months they've been playing this game have many wild ideas about what arena net and what they do and have many wild ideas about why they laid people off what happened and some of us know the reasons because they know the people that work there and some people don't trust me it's all good like you know they, they if they like moved people from project to project you know the blind saga maybe they made a later decision on the end of dragons all good maybe there's loads of reasons why the story and the things the way they are the way they are people love talking about this shit because that's the content right that's the part of the content that's part of the thing you know bitch about the game all that kind of stuff reddit reddit is just a cesspool of awfulness as well to be fair in the guild or two reddit's just terrible but you know that's it's that's been the case since the dawn of time for most games, really. To be honest, um, but in all in all honesty, like I do, even though they've they th- it is horrible for a new player. Like you know, Chris, like in Xandria as well. When you come into the game, especially and and you know, I mean, we're here. as well. It's like you're so it's here. Not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. But there is there is it's more difficult for people to start the game for sure in comparison to elder scrolls in line even world of warcraft now you know they've got a really really solid tutorial when you come into the game um and it is it is still a, it's still a topic of conversation for loads of people as well so it's a thing but 
I kind of liked it when I came into Guild Wars 2 and wasn't told what to do all the time. Because I'm just like, yeah, dude, I know how to block now, okay? Good, cool. I don't need to do it 10 more times. And it is different you know, now. If weird. you actually go in your, you know, hero panel under achievements, under new player, scroll all the way down. There is some new stuff. Yeah, you guys got to get, yeah. got to play that experience. You know, there's loads of achievements I mean, it's well. so close. It's so that's where frustration comes from, is it's so close. And um, in game design, like, when players are frustrated and they're willing to talk to you, it's because they believe you can do better. If, if I thought it was hopeless, I would just yeah. play something else. We've talked of about other games we've played. Yeah. We've talked about, I mean, most people don't have time for one MMO, much less two, much less three, much less however many, many of us mm. here are playing. So, like, we're obviously making time for this game. Yep. That is the action that says how we really feel. And so when we're mm -hmm. talking about criticisms, it's because how do I make it better? And so when I yeah. said I have yeah. seven or eight friends that hopped in with me, yeah. that somebody in chat said, hey, my problem is I can't get somebody in. That's mm. not because I asked eight. I asked a way bigger number than eight. Yeah. I asked everybody I knew. I spread it like I was trying to sell Girl Scout cookies to raise money. Like I, I went out and told everybody and I only yeah. got eight. And the reason I only got eight is because it is a big ask of a new player and it yeah. doesn't have to be. So when you go into the sandbox style content, I don't want them to lose that. It's what sets them apart. But when somebody comes over to your house and says, hey, I'm kind of hungry. And you say, cool, what do you want for food? And they're like, well, what do you have? And you say, whatever you want. That's yeah. not helpful. And so, like, Sandbox is awesome right up until a new player says, now what? Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then it's really yeah. hard. And so I'm not saying I want it. It should, oh, it should go copy Final Fantasy where you have to ride a 300-hour story train whether you want to be on it or not. That's not better. <laughs> it, I'm well, saying... That's why I definitely didn't how, say how do we How do we help point somebody that's <laughs> lost in a desert? Hey, my friends are playing with me on Fridays and Saturdays, and I'm having so much fun. I want to play alone on a Tuesday. And I logged in and I walked around for 10 minutes and I logged out. That's somebody yeah. that set aside time, wanted to play. That's not losing somebody that's never heard of your game. That's losing an existing player that wants to give you their time and energy mm -hmm. simply because they're lost. Yeah. Right. But the idea for that is that it's supposed to be so open world. And you mm -hmm. get so many extra things from the hearts and all of the things that you're doing. Sure, and yeah. random people should come in and help you depending on if it's NA and EU. And NA versus EU is a big issue. It is. And a lot of people Wait, don't what? like to say that it What's is, but especially really? NA, LFG. Yeah, it, it's a big issue. And huh. one of the things, too, is that it feels like 1 through 80 is the tutorial. So mm -hmm. if you aren't going one through 80 with the story and seeing all of those mechanics and defiance bars, you're possibly, and it's not for everybody, but you're possibly not going to get it. You're not going to understand all of the types of combat, especially for raids and fractals later. And then the other thing too, at least for me, mm. is it feels like just seeing people out in those areas and getting experience if you want to level alts is map completion because you get all of those extra things you know you stop and read a book you stop and talk to an npc um i don't know if this is a spoiler alert but one of my favorite things is with being a norn uh i chose lost an heirloom and so now uh after doing a ton of map completion and dungeons and explorable mode dungeons and trying to fix builds based on those dungeons I've now gotten to getting to Zaitan, 
which is huge for me because I love dragons. And uh, one of the things that I chose was the magical map. And the magical map, the person that has the magical map or wanted to get the magical map is this ancestor of the Norn, who if you chose that lost heirloom trait and you talk to him, you, you, you can't just leave the instance, you have to talk to him afterwards, is there's so much more, it, it, it's deeper. And you see, you know, you see what happened with Norn, you see what happened with the Coden, you see what happened to Lion's Arch and Or and all of these things. And it, it was actually funny because I was streaming this yesterday. I was by myself because it was an instance part of the story. And all of these risen kept coming at me. And someone said, man, this instance is too long. And I'm like, no, it makes you feel like you're in the battle. And you actually have to break defiance bars. It makes you actually Wait, feel like you are out there. This? So which is, is uh, this, this was, specific? yep, this is just after the mouth of Zaitan. And so you are, you can go after mm. the risen ship who's bringing bodies to Or. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you can choose the magical map. And I chose the magical map just because I had mm. lost an heirloom. Yeah. Yeah, and those so, little details. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was I was okay. pretty much done. I was just gonna say that I, I feel like it's a big NA versus EU thing, especially depending on the type of people uh that there are. And a lot of people actually assume Guild Wars 2 to be a dead game. And it's not. But a lot of people don't know that, especially on NA. What do you mean and, like NA versus EU thing in terms of uh, I'm I'm a bit confused about what sure. this is. Uh, so LFG is very different unless you're on active NA times. It seems like Mm -hmm. it's inactive or at least to new players, which is very unfortunate. Um, and they don't actually require you to link anything, including trophies for, uh, for raids and fractals and things like that. And so it's just kind of one of those things where a, a lot of people think that EU is more active and not only that, but has more skilled players, which isn't true at all. It's just that there aren't as many people on NA active oh. at that time. And it's a big thing. It's a big thing on Reddit. It's a big thing on Twitter. It's a big thing anywhere. You which mean is like kind of like elitist kind of behavior, do you mean? Is that what you're talking about? Like, one... uh, I, I'm sure. I mean, sort of. But <laughs> there, are a, lot of people, there are a lot of people who come in. Yeah, there are a lot of people who come in uh, solo that right, yeah. are like the base game is free. And so mm-hmm. with other trials of games, if you come in as a new player, you can't invite people to your party, right? Mm-hmm. You can't create a guild. You can't invite people to your guild. So the base yeah. game of Guild Wars 2 is you can do that. And especially on an A, if you're playing during the day, there's nobody else on NA to play with, or at least that's what the big gripe is. Right, I get which you. is different okay. for EU because of the time difference, Absolutely, and so yeah, completely right. That's bollocks. See, this is this is what I'm talking about. You got lead. You got lead. <laughs> what are they on about? What is that conversation even about? Who cares? Like, who gives an yeah. actual flying, you know, flying magical map? You know, it's just like that's just bollocks. Like I, that kind of conversation, I'm just I've got no time for. I'm like, you know, there's people playing on an A and playing EU's tight tight area. You know, America is the width of Europe almost. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like 
there's and the and it covers so much more you got people in like south america and stuff in australia who are playing you're playing with people who, mm-hmm. who their their time zones are so massively different like that comparison that ready conversation just blows my mind that that's even something people discuss but it's big like, it's, it's big so like ridiculous. i haven't even i haven't even been a part of it yet honestly but it's huge because yeah (laughs) no when i stream but when i stream it's technically during eu hours but i'm on an na account and a lot of people pick on me and it's like you stream eu then or is it technically technically yeah i mean um, during eu hours sorry between 10 or 11 cst yeah this is the thing i mean i'm gonna get us back on track because i'm i'm we've been going all over the shop and i don't know where we are now no 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 but it's an interesting thing i egged you on a bit because i was asking i warned people before i came on the podcast i was like he sent an outline and then i skimmed it only to get to the bottom and go i didn't need to read that there's no way this stays on topic no no not with us four we would see this is probably the first podcast i've had where there's four streamers who do this full time and that's that's a big that's a big difference between you know two people who do it full time and then two people who kind of stream on the side as a hobby with with, with their work and everything else. So it's just it's know that organized inventory really really best represents how on topic we stay. <laughs> yeah, if if one wants to say that our inventory management skills are as good as our ability to stay just honed in on a single topic, wow. then yeah, I'd say there's a direct correlation. <laughs> I have like five, I have 20 slot bags in every single slot because I haven't finished Living World that gives you the 32 slot and I have like five open spaces. I'm not going to say anything. I, I, I need to go. <laughs> I like my chat's going to discuss this, how bad my inventory is. I mean, we have literal goals where people raise money so I can clear my bags and spend two streams doing it. So This makes me feel you. much better. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, this if, is therapeutic. If a cluttered desk is the sign of a cluttered mind, what is an empty that's, desk that's a sign That's my of? content, you see. That's where I make the most money every that's month. That's my rationalization. <laughs> yes, this is fair. This is fair. Right. I don't know who I asked and who I didn't, but we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've probably talked about the thing because we've been talking for two hours and 20 minutes. Um, and this it's been great. It's been really, really good. Um, I... Yeah, I'm literally gonna. I'm starting an MMO podcast, a general one. It's, this has to be done. I've got to do it. Um, okay, so, whew. um, I want to actually know something. Uh, so, when you start this, did you all start with character creation when you started streaming Guild Wars Two? I know we're going way, way the other way now. This is this is more casual now. <laughs> this is like, you know, this is other things. But like. When did you stream? Like, what was it like first getting into the game when you're playing? And did you stream that first experience? Like, Xandria, if we want to talk about, you know, your first, your first Guild Wars two stream, was it creating a character? Was it like getting into yeah. the game first of all? How many Five character times. creation streams have you had, Xandria? On a number between one. And- <laughs> Awesome. That's the way it should be. Okay. That's the way it should be. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, No, I I wanted to because all of the personal stories are different on all of the races. And then Mm -hmm. you have uh, different options. And I wanted to explore all of those options and see how they resonated with me because I'm very serious about story. And so uh, Norn, funnily enough, is the most pleasing to me. And that's why my dual dagger elementalist build is so serious because it's kind of an in-your-face thing, which is me. Mm, (laughs) So you're very RP with it, kind of like, you know, Uh, yeah, true to life. Um, Right, and so I... (laughs) 
No, no, it's it's true. And I'd actually done uh, before I actually started streaming it. I'd done four videos, uh, one on each race. Uh, I started with human, uh, human warrior, cool. which I believe is what Chris. Did you initially? No, you're uh, salad warrior, correct? I started with human warrior because I felt like it was more, like more basic, I guess, or that's what you would go with for other MMOs. Not realizing the whole weapon swap and all of that and so i started with that with my original impression of guild wars 2 um and then i swapped to the char and then i swapped to silvari did you and then class? i ended up on norm did you just say you started in, as a warrior yep. human warrior. this is interesting because everyone yeah. that if you ask anyone <laughs> that comes into a stream what they should play first everyone's like play warrior easy literally translates to every single mmorpg there is because every single one has a warrior class and you can right. use the most weapons with it as well like it's yep. literally the best thing to get into the game and then people start to go out as they see other classes in the game and other like in other things right. and you're just and that's exactly what you've done i love it and Good guardian stuff. is really close with weapons yes. too it doesn't close. match warrior but it's very close but i ended yeah. up resonating with elementalist just the idea of swapping between elements and the build mm. that i'm going with like i mentioned previously the fresh air build instead of swapping weapons I can knock down regen and gain bleeding through swapping elements, which I absolutely love. And it took a while mm. to get there. Uh, I think Elementalist is first and then Mesmer is second. Um, but probably on stream, I maybe created five or six characters until I decided which one I liked best. Mm. And that was Norn. And now I have like six Norn. <laughs> then there were different right, like classes, right? Yep, absolutely. Because they're all elementalists. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, really I actually, <laughs> I, I had to pick, I had to buy, uh, I had to buy actually extra character slots because there isn't enough if you want to play every single class. Oh, what's the base? So, Is it like five then? Uh, so if you do the free to play, uh, now it's oh, two. Uh, yeah. if you buy both expansions, it's five or six. Yeah, five. Um, wow. And then I bought all of the extra to make sure that I could play every single other. Is it really class. only that many? Is the they bonus? go on sale though? So like oh, while you're leveling sale. the first right. five, just wait. Damn, right? Because they'll give it away. I've got a lot but of I, characters. I, I, I couldn't wait <laughs> because hashtag Norn, and and then I couldn't wait. <laughs> Xander was like, I need a field of buff. Are they all women? Mm, yes. I need a field of buff women so far that they look like a mountain range in the distance. I just need to. Do you have the mature filter on? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying not to. I needed buff women with big boobs. Okay, that's right. (laughs) Honestly. I swear, like here I was, and like oh, because huge tracts of land. I was over here like, oh, because you wanted them to crush your head between their thighs? Because that's where I would go. Oh, no, no, we're going for up top. Oh, okay. We've been through Both. the whole stepping on people Resident Evil conversation with Rick, so it's fine. <laughs> no, but it's I okay. really appreciated the culture. Yeah, yeah the culture you appreciated, wow, Zandri. Wow, <laughs> we're finding out the true content right now. This is it. If you and if this goes on your YouTube channel, I hope you get comments about this. <laughs> this will be this will be the most commented section in the whole video. It would just be like Zandri, really. <laughs> 
Really? Actually, I have no idea what your community is. Wait, like we're not there. cutting this out? I thought... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not yeah. cutting nothing. And this goes, all of this is raw, and it goes on my YouTube channel. I mean, that's up to you. You can do that if you want. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, there, there, sure. was a, there was a spreadsheet, and, and we went this way. Yeah. No, um, you I didn't with, talk about I, it. You, just, you talked about it correctly. Like, you were talking about, you know the character creation why create characters and that's one of your reasons and that's completely fine there's nothing wrong with that if you wanted to create that character because that represents what you want to be in the game then that's yeah fine. i have to compensate somehow oh we don't do self-deprecation on this stream i'm sorry no <laughs> we I'm, don't do I'm, self-deprecation. I'm, I'm i know I'm, you're I'm joking kidding. i know you're joking it's okay <laughs> you we are all awesome for the many reasons that we are um so we know yours. <laughs> Let's get a poll going in the chat, please, Mons. Um, <laughs> for reasons. Uh, Bird of Chess was going to talk. What, what is the, um, what's the reason that you... Uh, what was my question? Um, intro. Uh, character, yeah. Creating character. Um, sure. And like Dan, yes, I picked Norn. That and why? And I picked Norn for Bazongas, Jeb. I picked Norn Bazongas. for the Bazongas. <laughs> Like some random eighties no, saying. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, um, just make me look bad now. I'm no, sorry. sorry. Yeah, it's all like a funny joke, and I definitely don't believe that inside. Um, kidding. no, sorry. it's always been about the abs for me. I'm more of an Ooh. abs woman. So for so, me, who's got the most abs? Just... Is that like Char or something? Because they've got the biggest chests, probably. I mean, that's true. I mean... But Norn abs are chiseled. And mm-hmm. the thighs could crush that could crush a watermelon. Um, so for me, my fantasy is to just be an incredibly powerful after dark thing. I don't know what's going on. I'm not, I'm not, my, I can't we're, do we're cleaning We're just talking the about fantasy anymore. women, that's all. And like, we're not Zan talking about I... this. This is coming from Zan and Bird of Chess right now. I'm just saying, people. Okay. Zan and I are just bonding. We're sharing our experiences. We're talking about why we love Guild Wars 2. We're celebrating Pride Month right now. We're talking about how good women are, because come on, women are the best. Let's be real. Especially strong, powerful women. So all of this is very important to me in character creation. Now, to answer your question more seriously. (laughs) All those things are true. I'm so sorry. I actually, funnily enough, made a human NG first off stream. Oh, um, when I was trying to get a sense of whether or not I would like the game, I was just curious. Oh, God. And I, I made a human. I made a Humi NG. And oh, I did. Perfect. Well, you know, it was kind of. It's like NG there is the most boring level up screen experience you can ever have in Guild Wars I play NG. NG is my main. NG is my main. No. Seriously. I'm an, I'm an NG main. Like, if you go onto my I... YouTube channel, I make builds and everything. But Rick will tell you why, probably. Yeah, I have to agree with Jeb. I started it and I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever done. And I was not very interested. And I was like, oh, I'm not totally sure. Okay, you know, I mean, I'll I'll make a character on stream. So we made a character on stream. And that character that we made that day, that beautiful Norn woman, has been my main canonical character for the game since then. Guardian. Guardian, guardian. my guardian, Guardian, yeah. yeah. My Norn guardian. And I, I mean, one, in a more serious manner, I do just like when there are diversity of people and representation in games. So, like, Zan Mm -hmm. and I are over here appreciating all the different assets that the Norn possess, but in a more, like, serious note, right, I actually did love that, like, the Norn women were 
big and strong and they didn't feel yeah. like here's the yeah. norn man he's a bear and here's the norn woman she's a pinup model and i'm mm. like girl you do what you need you get money get mm. paid you hustle I'm like but it's kind of confusing to you me hustle. like that you look like this <laughs> like <laughs> and in so many mmos that's the thing and like there are some times where like i want a really beautiful character or an androgynous character or whatever it is right and then there are other times when i just want a woman that looks like she could crush her enemies heads like mm -hmm. i want her to be able to tear apart an asura i want her to be this hero that much like those you know i guess male fantasy power fantasies does look like she could absolutely crush the world and like to me, that really drew me in because I was Hashtag looking at airs to Golkin. Just like oh, air sorry. in general. That's the energy that I need. <laughs> um, so yeah, we created that Norn on stream. And this is gonna sound really silly, but I was actually kind of nervous about it because in like Final Fantasy 14, people are really weird about Rugadins and like Rugadin women. And there's a lot of really homophobic and weird comments made about them. And like when I started playing 14. Yeah, have like they I, seen Merlewood? Wait, 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 wait. Like, wait, like wait, wait. I have context. a poster of, well, I had a poster of Merlewood. I, I no longer have the house. What is, the, is this a race in the game that you're talking about? Yeah. I can't remember yeah. what they... What they're like a, they're a large, context. powerful race, kind of like the Norn, right? So, like, the women are really muscular and strong. And in particular, there's a lot of transphobia affiliated with femurs, which is just completely oh, unwarranted. Okay. I think I know. And, like, um, it's one of those things where I even made, like, a Highlander woman when I first started playing the game. And when I was playing Final Fantasy on stream, like, it was so weird to me because there was this very clear-cut distinction in the way that people thought that, like, really distinctly feminine or petite characters were really beautiful. And then, like, nobody was very interested in, like, a more muscular female character. So I was kind of nervous when I made my Norn, to be honest. Um, but one of the things that I love about Guild Wars 2 is that I think the landscape is so visually diverse and the characters are so diverse. And I love that, like, in the char, there's not, like, again, like a sexualization of either gender. Like, they are just cat people. And I love it. Like, yeah. and, you know, yeah. I, I think and it's so great. And they're so bestial. Like, yes. it's not just people with ears. It's like a full on, like, cat. It's yes. Awesome. And so, like, for me, I think talking about these strong, powerful women and, like, being excited about them with Zan and, like, you know, making, I mean, yes, jokes sometimes about, like, how we're attracted to them. To me, it's actually really affirming because, like, I made that character and I love her. Like, she, to this day, is my canonical commander. And, like, she is strong and powerful and wild. And I love it. And, like, I've made characters of every race since. And I really enjoy their stories as well. And I have mm. some characters that I RP more or that I raid on more or things like that. But for me like that powerful woman is iconic to me as the commander as like a woman who could shoulder the weight of all of Tyria, and i love it and that's my love letter that i wrote to ira ulfjair my commander thank you everybody for listening i appreciate it cool no that's <laughs> awesome that's good like if you can identify with your character in the game and that's an important thing that's what we want to do in them you know in any game if we can possibly get that experience and and i'm glad you both get that that's awesome Good stuff. Can I, I mean a, it, you know? can I ask a question, though? Yeah. Do you actually, like, legitimately RP your Norn, like, on stream or in YouTube videos, specifically with the letter that you that you wrote to your commander? Uh, like, I'm just curious. This is so funny that you asked this right now. I usually RP off stream, um, unless I'm doing tabletop. 
like i i have a history with acting and so like for me like larping or tabletop rpg or like where you're around a table it feels more dynamic and interesting so i've always been kind of like unsure how an actual text rp would go on you know like would people be interested if i did readings that would be another thing um but it's really funny because for my birthday on friday actually some of our guild mates and some of the people in the chat and some wonderful fam all got together to script an adventure a quest for me in guild wars 2 and they sent a letter to my mailbox about this like oh we have to go and find this it was so what? is this one of the sweetest that's things that's awesome. ever happened to me they took me around they like we went out and we like had to reclaim this ancient lost sword and then we had to do these other things to upgrade it and everybody was RPing with me and I was voicing their characters on stream. It was so fun. And Man, at the end cool. when we finally upgraded it, they gifted me Twilight and I was like I was yeah. like dying. Really? Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm dying. Oh my god. I'm dying Thank you. That's, that's awesome. Um, so why don't you upload YouTube content? I know, I like, I. No, she does. <laughs> Not often enough. I know. I mean, I'm working on it right now. Huge like, for hit publish more. I'm working with a couple. I've got some new editors in, in the works and things that I'm really excited about. And RP content is actually something really big that I'm passionate about and that I really want to do more content around. So, and Zan, I know you tabletop, you do RPGs and stuff. Do you roleplay your character? Uh, and mm, it's more of <laughs> it's more of okay. So do you get? Do you guys want to hear something really, really cheesy, like super cheesy? I'm, I'm here for it. I'm just oh, okay. I'm, I'm here for it. This is we're good. So my like I'd been a through a couple of one shots for D and D five E, and then uh, I was part of an actual campaign, and my fiance and I actually met off of stream. And playing in that campaign, where that character oh, is it online? was, or was it like yeah. in person? Yeah, so this is no, online D and D. This is how you met your fiance. Roll twenty. I love yeah. it. D and D five e. Beautiful. And so uh, I was playing a. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I was playing a champion, uh, but okay. we were both kind of uh, Norse inspired characters, uh... and it's funny because everyone is like, yeah, like. Zan to RP your characters, and I'm kind of like, no, I I base my characters around me, just the me that I don't get to really be like all the time. <laughs> and so it was like a really gruff picks on people uh champion that probably could have had a couple of points in Barbarian, essentially. And and so it's awesome that you actually talked about LARPing Rook, because that's Okay, it's something that I've wanted to do and I've never gotten to do. And yeah, that was how we met. And we're getting married. September. Like it's amazing. Get married. Zan, any anytime. Anytime. If you ever want RP Seriously. or you want to even do like a Guild Wars 2 D D one shot or something. And you're I'm not down. far. Like you're literally like three hours away. Now. I love how you know, say that's not way. far in America. And I'm like <laughs> oh, in England, that was like that was <laughs> that was ridiculous. That's not just popping down the road. But I live here now. I live in it live in America, so I understand that, you know, three hours isn't that far. Guild MM, very cool. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I live in Seattle. That's, cool. yeah. that's where I live. So I've always it be like, you know, one AM right now. No. I really <laughs> like terrible. you guys. I've not met you before, but I would not be doing a car podcast no. at one AM. Can I ask a silly question about your accent? Mine? Yeah. Yeah, sure, of course. Which accent is it technically? London. From, like, the... 
East London, North East London. Oh, like kind of okay. Cockney. But my Cockney kind of, accent Okay, is... that's what I was going to ask. I was going <laughs> to ask if it was Cockney, but I it's... wasn't sure if that would be rude. Uh, and so I was like, it's I'm going to wait. Quite, because I kind of don't <laughs> use that part of my accent much anymore because in London it is... Uh, which, to be fair, I should probably, like... I mean, I do. It comes out, to be fair. Like, if I say, like, in it, or, you know, bro. Does whatever, it come out like, when you're angry? Probably. And, like... That's when I, my New York <laughs> accent comes out. It's more I'm of, like, like, a thing where if people don't take you seriously because it's an accent and where you come, kind of, come from kind of thing. So it's a bit dodgy. It's like, you know... But still, you know, you can tell. You can tell. But, it's yeah, it's... Uh, it's more. It's it's funny how we started talking about race and like culture and I know. stuff. And I'm, just I'm goes, sorry. Right. I've, no, I no, Chris no, wanted, interested, and Chris is like, I wanted to ask the questions. I know. Chris I, is over here. Like, what about my characters that I made? I'm sorry. Let's, we're gonna talk about. But, it. It's okay. But you, I'm sorry. Chris, I appreciate your you interest. Don't, I appreciate you your don't interest. have the accent, and um, no, I'm just kidding. I really, I actually wanted to ask, like, since we started the podcast, and I don't then, have much of an accent. For, a, for an American. You've all got an American accent to me. You've I have an American accent, accent but it's you. distinctly American. It's not, it doesn't reveal to most people where I'm from. Why don't you have a, what? Oh. Are I we don't not know telling where people? any accent is from other than... Are, we, are we not telling... Oh, what? I'm from Texas. Do you have a southern accent, And so I don't, I don't, like, unless I'm drinking or I'm around family, um, I typically... Why are you drinking, Chris? Oh, so, like, I... When I took aptitude tests, <laughs> when I got the scores back for college, they'd have me take these aptitude tests. And um, they said, you have an incredibly high vocabulary for the South. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <gasps> it feels what? like you're insulting they me. Did, they did like, not like, say like, that. Really? That is yeah, rough. Yeah, for the Holy South. Crap. For the South. There was a Where? solid ass for the South. We got we to separate say, oh, like, oh. Southerners down there. We got to separate you a little bit because you guys are supposed to talk a little bit slower. No. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was a good little slip in there. Wow. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> We're going to so, cut that out of the YouTube portion. I, I don't no. really. Uh, <laughs> no. There are occasionally it's words where it comes out, but it's it's not as it's not as pronounced um, for the it's... fact that like I grew up working on a ranch and I grew up and I went to school in West Texas. It just doesn't show. Jesus, I need to do more podcasts with individuals just asking about their history and stuff. I've, I've got, yeah. I've got, I'm going to move yeah. on. No, I love it. No, I, I drive a car with big lifted tires. I have more yeah, than yeah. one pair of boots. I do own a hat. I just don't look like it. I just a don't look or hat. sound like it. Oh. Ooh, amazing. Well, I like a cowboy hat, yeah. <laughs> Zandre, I appreciate you being interested in people very I know I, I just it's no fine. I actually wanted to ask since we started I'm because so I actually did I uh, a, no no in all seriousness I talked to uh teapot and um and Alpsters and it's just I don't know it's teapot cool. lives in the country he's a posh boy he lives but, in the countryside oh, okay and then I talked to Alpsters who's was very cockney I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> that is <laughs> Oh no! Elbsters. Yes, he was. Like he was really big into Guild Wars too, um, and he actually just started playing the fourteen story, and I believe he just got into <laughs> Heaven's Word and is actually doing pretty well. But um, I don't know. I just I think accents are cool. Yeah, I mean, well, accents, especially in the game, and like thinking about accents and where we want to play characters in Guild Wars too, and cultures that we may enjoy and follow i wonder yeah. what chris from work to game picked up when he late started to um uh also 
you know, do the things. And just just as we're on the this topic it, of cultures, two and a half hours in, we're buckling down. <laughs> just as we're uh, talking about jet, all these things, by the way, I am he, him, Daniel, Jebro, whatever. Okay, just in case anyone wasn't sure, because we do do that, and I should have done that, and I didn't ask people at the beginning. So I'm just saying that that is a thing. Okay, so, and I never assume. What did you do? What did you create? What did you make? So did you enjoy uh, it? I. <laughs> I get my experiences from other forms of medium. Uh, games in my house are something that is to be shared, even if they're single-player games. Me and my mm -hmm. brothers have always played. And a lot of that comes from we had one console on one TV, and so you're watching them play, and we had timed turns because I have, I have a lot of siblings. And so it's, you know, when you're playing mm -hmm. the same game that you all got with your shared allowance that me and my brothers would pitch in on, seeing him get further than you was this competitive thing. And so mm. games are a thing for mechanics. Games are a thing to play. Games are a mm -hmm. thing to do. And now at this point in my life where I can invent more time if I don't get to the mechanics, I'm trying to go back and learn Wait, about these other parts. I don't know if they're for me, but like I did never give them an honest shot. And so I'm going back and I'm trying to experience stories and I'm trying to experience RP. And that doesn't mean, oh, wow, I've learned and I'm going to love those. It's yeah. just I'm trying, to, I'm trying them out for the first time. Mm -hmm. I just happen to have done it much later in life uh and so when i go to create characters in games uh the first thing is i love comparing things and so as i jump mmo to mmo what i was really excited about with guild wars is having one more perspective because wow and 14 as much as the communities don't like hearing it are basically the same game they are the same set of features implemented and executed in a slightly different way mm -hmm. and so their differences are really pronounced to people that play them but to people that don't like one there's a very good chance they're not going to like the other and Guild Wars is distinctly different. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to compare it as something that operates in the same space, but clearly was given the feature list, like all jumbled up and then just allowed to build whatever they want. And so I played as a warrior because I play as a warrior main in, uh, in Final Fantasy. And I play as a tank main in World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm playing as a warrior right now in Classic. And so I wanted that basic thing. And then with character models for me, I, I don't play human. I get to be I get to be as my wife first described to her siblings when they said, Well, what's he like? I'm a medium guy. Medium height, medium build, medium brown hair. I'm just a dude. And so I get to be a basic boring dude all day, every day. And so a game is a chance to explore something that like I'll never get to do. It's a chance to go be just these extremely yeah. different races, mm -hmm. this fantasy. And so in D and D it's like how far left or right of what is even possible. Can I go? Mm. Um, and so I tend to pick really either bestial or outlandish races. And so obviously I was between being a big giant cat or being a cabbage. And those were my options. Uh, and you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't like the stance of the cat. It was a little too hunched over for me. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be my first all when I finally get into creating one right. because it is the, it is, it was the second choice. So I went with cabbage and then from there, um, gender and game, like I've already disassociated it with me. And so it's not an exploration for me, like it is for some people. And I respect mm -hmm. that, but for me, it's about, it's about the mechanics and it's about the aesthetic. And so I just want a good looking character model. And so in most games, the character models are not equal in most games in my opinion the male or the female looks real good and the other one's like well i guess we got to make one uh and so i just kind of let that drive it i will actually say in guild wars it was a tougher choice than most um i think the the 
female and the male cabbage model were shockingly similar um, in like how much I liked them as opposed to like in WoW, Torin looked way better as a big old bull. And in 14, because Roth and Vera didn't exist at the time, um, I went Makote and I feel the female model was way better. Um, I wish she did the little like front flip when she jumped that occasionally happens with a WoW Night Elf. Um, but she doesn't. So, and then from there in narrative based cutscene games, I really like to be able to not take them seriously. This is a game. And so I love cosmetics and fashion and things like that that just make me look ridiculous. So most people in 14 know me from wearing Welcome a giant stock blue. <laughs> and so Guild Wars, uh, so in Guild Wars 2, I wear I wear a goofy conjured hat and I wear clothes that don't match and I look like I look like I was found in the back of Rook's stream totally naked and I was in given 10 seconds in a thrift shop to grab things. And so it's oh, just man. chaos. I love that. It's just absurd. And I adore so it. I adore it. Guild Wars 2. Because that's never how, happened ever. <laughs> I love how be, crazy they let me look. That's the way uh, it should be. I love it. They're, the cosmetic system in Guild Wars is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's part of the main. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's that's true, actually. Like, first reaction to that. I mean, that's good. So, what what is it that you enjoy the most about the cosmetic system? Is it easy to use? Is it just the fact that you can do kind of a lot of what you want to do specifically with your character? Like, what is it that, that you yeah, like the most I, about? So, I mean, I, I just came from other games, and so, like, the weaknesses of those are, like, fresh in my mind. It's like, man, I hope right. it doesn't have those. And what it does well is the interface... Um, it allows you to store that stuff. Like for an inventory mm -hmm. management game, once you get a cosmetic, it doesn't need to be something that you store in like a limited, like you get to pick your favorite hundred cosmetics. Never should you discover anything that you might want 14, later. Right? And, and the dyes no. are, and the dyes are this like discovery process. <laughs> They're not like okay, a no. consumable per se. They're not yeah. something. So like I can yeah. just change the colors. I can just be like, well, we're this color now. And so I can just explore that. Um, yeah, and it really well. opens itself up. I I play Warhammer 40k, and like I love that idea that I can just like paint my gear, and then if I want to change it, I can just paint it something else. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And then from there, like the sheer breadth of they don't they don't care that I look like a warrior. And so between like the wardrobe full blown like outfits where they're mm. like you're not even a cabbage anymore, uh, or <laughs> you can can mm -hmm. go in and and i got a conjured hat out of like that floats off my head out of like a black chest and all i can think is i wish i had a set that matches this but i'm gonna use it anyway uh oh, okay. so like it doesn't match anything i've seen in game no. i have not seen a cosmetic drop for me that even mm -hmm. remotely looks appropriate uh, and so I just love how far left and right it goes. Uh, somebody gave me like a flower backpack, and I was like, "Yeah, that oh, makes that, sense." Yeah. Uh, like, like <laughs> the yellow flower daffodil backpack. Thing. We're doing it. Uh, Flowers, not a quaggin. It's it's great. I, I at one point when I, like I can have I can have a bug on my face. I can just walk around with a big giant giant early, bug on my face. No, absolutely. Um, I decided that the quaggin were my slaves a couple of streams ago. It's wow, No, I did. Zan, are you gonna be the big bad of the campaign? Do we all have to come liberate the Quaggins? Well, no, I, I liberated them from everything else, and <laughs> I, I, just, I, I thought and that they I owed me, them. and all they had to give me with a sh was a shell. And so I said, You're in my servitude, and then someone sent me a Quaggin pet. I, I logged in on the back the end of that, like, April whatever thing where they, like, gave you an item that lets you be a Choya. 
And so I, oh, yeah. I was like in brand new streams and I was like, new player playing this. And people would come in like, oh, I haven't seen this game in a long time. Wait, you can be a Choya? Yes. No, but, but I am. Oh. Like, that's how You can get gathering ability, like uh, <laughs> gathering tools that are the Choya just being really weird, trying to nice. gather things for you. And I was really scared at first when I saw it. Let's ruin. But some honestly, I want the Choya gathering. Oh, no. Let's ruin some cutscenes, man. <laughs> I mean, this is an I emotional just... moment. Cue the music, and there's a Choya. Oh. Can, can I just be real here in this space for a moment? World Absolutely. versus world oh, is cool, and it's fun, and I like the idea of it. And I've been in and out, and I got my work claw, and did some stuff, and every now and then I dabble in it. But you know, um. I truly did not reach the peak of World versus World until during that Choya <laughs> April Fool's Day event. And I am berating myself because I have I did not save the footage and I am in despair because it was so good. I had no idea how good it would be the day that we streamed. We went into World versus World and made it our mission as a group to all stay in Choya transformation while trying to capture points in yep. World versus World. <laughs> oh. And it was actually one of the most fun, most hilarious things. We were like 007ing around, like launching spy missions and like rolling around in the background while like the horde swept by, just like. Doesn't like, matter. <laughs> You're scarily cute, and you can knock down a sapling. It was so good. It was so funny. Did you so see the funny. patch notes? I did. They were oh, hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah. Every time, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I, oh. that's, that's one of the first things that, like, any resistance I ran into as a new player, the fact that I was a Choi, I was like, it doesn't matter. Life is good. Like, this is, this is great. This is yeah, what I want to no, be. No, if you were a Skrit, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I just adore, I love the script. Too. I adore I the goofy cosmetics. Playable race. These are games. These are about joy. I love yeah. that. It's fun. And Guild Wars 2 has a good range of stuff. I mean, like you pointed out, I mean, there's a lot of really silly stuff if you want to be over the top or if you want to be flashy or if you want to you know, have a million infusions that you stacked on each other until you look like rainbow sparkle barf just exploded everywhere. Like, that's totally up to you. But if you also want to be a bit more understated, you can. And like the dyes and everything, you're so right. The oh. convenience is unreal, especially like compared to 14. I go back to 14 and I'm like, 14, I love you. I love everything. There's so many things you do so well. But please just give me a glamour catalog. Give me like the yep. transmog catalog. Give me the yep. wardrobe, please. What, but not the not wardrobe the you gave prisons. us. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just uh so so wait can I ask your, can, can I ask Jebro yeah. and Rook a question I'm just okay. gonna I'm just gonna quickly reference from what the stream is saying and then you can ask your question I just switched sure. out because I tend to put videos up when we talk about stuff at times I haven't done it today so right now is April 2015 I think um and basically you could get a item that would basically put your arms out to the side and you would make airplane noises and I led an entire, this is the old mists in PvP, and there must have been a oh. hundred or so of us walking That's around fantastic. just with all our characters just doing this. And then we all just like, we put our commander tags on and people followed and we just all walked around <laughs> just T-posing like with the little bit. The thing is they added the sound. So that it was like, <laughs> this was so hilarious it just you just reminded Fantastic. me of what Quinn was talking about it. that's what is it like they did oh, that loads and the bobblehead thing 
Beautiful. Like, it was ridiculous. And they do start, they do silly, fun stuff like this all the time. Like, you know, April Fool's. This mostly. is what games are for, man. Exactly, yeah. We get to good. deal with life sucking every time we have to <laughs> shut the game down. Like, this is this is what games are for. <laughs> Running around making airplane noises. But, like, it would, and they add the, um, added that CPU that's it the sepia tone as well just like flipping added to it i was just like we're back in like the 30s wait 40s. so so where was this for the sepia tone this, this, because normally it's old lion's arch this doesn't know this was they added that as part of the event itself so oh, when you cool. used it the, <laughs> yeah. I think if, you still, if you get the aviator box you can still do it right and it'll do that sepia and everything i think and the t-pose i don't know about the sepia tone i probably i don't know actually i don't think i've done it since Maybe, maybe everyone looks in. So good. People actually <laughs> picked on me when I was excited about doing the quest that had Old Lion's Arch. They're like, I... "Yeah, you can do this, this, and this to get rid of the sepia tone." And I was like, "Why? I've taken twenty screenshots now." Um, but that's part of the story now, like because obviously for us it wasn't. I guess like right. when we were yeah. when Lion's Arch was a thing. I think that actually is good when they. I, I don't know how much work Chris has done this, but like, it, yeah, that's an important thing to you know. That's a way to tell the story. You know, this is in the past, black and white sepia tone. What other thing? Right. You know, subtle things to tell you that this is something that isn't like you know, presently in the game that you can do. I guess, but clever. What was it? What was your uh, what was your question, Sandry? Sorry, I, I wanted to know because a lot of people think that the Kenku are going to be an EOD. I wanted to know if you guys thought it would be a different race or if you were excited about having them. Or Dan, or, or I just want to take I want to take one second to say that I think your D and D just showed a little bit because I did you say Kenku? What? Like I thought no. you said Kenku. Oh my gosh! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're fine. Tengu, which is actually very similar. But uh Tengu, Tengu. I just you know basically the same. Tengu, and now it's like just as you said. It's the same Tengu. thing. It's very similar. I think my answer is um, gonna be the same as, as Rick's, so go go answer that question. I mean, yeah, I'm super excited. I want bird people in every game. We got five million cat people. Oh, Give maybe, me one bird person. Right. <laughs> <Maybe Wait. not. laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> I I don't mean I don't know if they'll do it. We've talked about it before in some of the other casts that are more specific about End of Dragons theorizing and stuff like that, right? Um, so I won't get too into it. But I don't know if we really. I would love it if they do it. If they do it, I'll be so excited. I will be so excited. I'll have a ton of Tengu. I'll have an army of bird people. I'll be so excited and happy. But I don't know if they will. I, I'm not. I'm not holding out. <laughs> I think it could be a thing, and I think this would be a good time to do it. But have they done it before with any expansions? No. So. Mm. You know, I'd be fine with just more CC as well, like you know, character customization options and things like that. So I was like, more CC. I don't want to get knocked out anymore. <laughs> that happens way too much to me in PvP. It is. All right, um, let me just log in and change my build, bro. Good stuff. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna pull it back. Um, I, again, you know, Tengu is like it's, it's one of those things where yeah, it would be awesome. It's not gonna happen. And but like we should be able to dream, and I I appreciate I appreciate uh, Rook for dreaming and uh, being hopeful of that. I do, I do. Uh, I will be there in the background. Something. Um, <laughs> agree. Yes, we want loads of different things. I I think they they are definitely uh, ambitious. They were ambitious with having all the different models that they had in the first place, and realizing that sometimes it's difficult to make things not clip and make it not look. 
a little bit awful um but anyway so let's continue um we have not actually got that much longer left because it's been three hours and i don't want to take too much more of your time because this is, is it really yeah this is what i'm saying oh, like three hours but like and these guys know like you know put, i mean you know as well podcasts are just ridiculous and i went for it like this one is probably i put a lot of questions in because i was just like Did. And none of yeah. them got answered. Did we're, I mean... we're we're halfway through, guys? For those of you doing the home game, <laughs> halfway the, through the, the actual the Snyder cut of of this podcast is. Well, we're halfway I mean, through, I... and I've skipped questions. <laughs> it's I... the thing. Well. I... I'm so sorry. No one apologize. No, this is supposed no. to be an authentic, genuine conversation. I don't want it to be like really. I, there's a guide like this is just my guide this is my notes this is just a, like i would like to hit these things but if we don't i want it to be organic and, and natural i don't want it to be like i don't script stuff i just can't it's, and that's the same with videos i just don't like it i like things to be so organic. new player experience anyone i mean we covered yeah, it we've, we've covered it further down we've kind of we've answered questions up ahead yeah it's kind okay. of funny because even though it's been organic i think we have actually answered a lot of these in like Probably. one big mission ash that just kind of went Probably. but yeah this is it. This is the thing. And it gets you things in your ideas in in your head and it makes you think about it before. So you kind of unconsciously you're thinking about it. There's my mental health counselor that's coming through right now. Um okay, so Ooh. Um I'm gonna pick a question here that I do want to ask those. I was talking about things being very organic. Um <laughs> uh Oh, I'm gonna go further down. I, I was just wondering about your thoughts, like what you what you thought about no sub because we kind of mentioned it earlier, um, and Zandri said about paying a sub, and I think Chris mentioned something about um, you know nice no, no sub model as well. So it's, it's definitely a thought that's kind of in the ether out there, but for us as well as probably many different people who come into Guild Wars too and think, why is there not a sub? There's not even like an optional sub like Elder Scrolls Online, where I can get access to extra stuff. Like why is this not a thing? And I just wonder what, what you thought, like, maybe Chris would want to go first. Like, what did you think about this when you came in and you were like, oh, there's no sub. Is that, is that like a benefit to coming in as a new player, do you think? Or is like, what was that? I think you have another question in the outline that what do you spend money on in MMOs? And yeah. so, like, <laughs> you know, in, in WoW and 14, the answer includes the sub whether you like them or not because it's mm. baked in. Yeah, you got uh, but Guild Wars <laughs> is a lot more, it, it's a lot more about, you know, it's very optional how much you support them. It's incredibly optional. Now, some people say, hey, it's free to get started. And then the same conversation say, and you can buy the premium currency with gold. Those mm -hmm. don't actually marry. You do have to you do have to buy in at least a little bit to get that kind of gold to purchase the gems. But you really only have to buy what you want. And every once in a while, they'll just give things away or, or cut them heavily in discount. And so it's really, really, really affordable if your only goal is to get to content like me. Um, I said I love the fashion system, but I don't. I like buying things that feel like I'm enhancing my oh. mechanical experience, right, right, or right. like I'm supporting something that is a cause I care for, uh, and and not necessarily like charity events because those get really weird with the way matches work. So there starts to be kind of some like, is that the best way to give to that cause? So that starts to get to be a more deeper conversation, but like. Uh, Final Fantasy just came out with an eight-person mount, and they said this supports our fan oh, fest. Yeah. That supports fan fest, right? Not just gives a mount, and so that's what I mean by like as an example of something where if they had said, "Hey, we'd like to make another living season. We'd love to go bigger than we've ever gone before, and in order to do so, you all need to buy this upgraded skin How or much whatever." Is that? 
you know, um, it's it's expensive. It's thirty seven dollars when it was on sale, forty two. For a mount, it it holds eight people. So you put a whole raid on it. The whole raid hops on the whale. For a mount, in the whale actually. There How are much eight is the Jonas. game? <laughs> so How much it, the yeah, game? And, and so typically mounts are twenty or thirty bucks. And um, holy and moly, that, that's pretty typical. Uh, the game has like 100 or 200 mounts available in game yeah, and so it's cool. optional skins out of game and yeah, so yeah. the whale the whale was specifically said hey we don't have an in-person convention this year because of covid and we want to do something and so we're going to make this mount better than, and bigger than any mount we've ever done before and pick something you're hype about but we want to make it really clear if you choose to support it because the digital online convention is free this is a way we will collect that money and that's that's what I look for. And so with a subscription, oh, when I feel okay. that they're working on a future expansion and I feel, man, I used to play a lot. I'm going to take a little bit of break and I'm going to keep playing. If I can afford to in my life, which is that's a personal choice on where you're at financially. I like to leave my sub rolling if I can all afford, because that's my way of saying, and I'm paying for the next expansion. You know, yeah, I like to buy yeah, collector's editions of games that I'm already invested in. I don't buy yeah. a collector's edition of a new IP, but I'll, I bought, I'll buy a collector's edition of Endwalker. And if Square mm. Enix gives me one, I will give away a collector's edition on stream because the concept is still the same. Yeah. I want to support this game with my money. And so when people ask why I haven't pre-ordered, it's because when Square sends it to me, they'll send, if they do, like they did last expansion, they'll send it to me as a PC key because I'm a PC player. Mm -hmm. And by giving one away with my own money and not having bought it yet, I can then give it whatever platform, whoever wins it, wants it on because of they course. support multiple platforms. Yeah, so I just yeah. haven't, I don't have the pre-order bonus yet. And people keep asking, if you like this game so much, why don't you have the pre-order bonus? Because I'm going to give it away. Uh, and so for Guild Wars, that's what I want to do. And so as a game that wants to invite people in, that wants to be that evangelical thing, the reason I, I want there to be a sub that's like a, you know, a way to deposit gems in my account monthly as an optional thing. I love that this game has fostered something with their community where it doesn't feel forced. But when you have people come into the game who mentally feel like, I'm not going to buy a shirt. That's not my thing. I'm not going to buy a colored weapon. That's not my thing. I find that in-game cosmetics, I like the story. I like that I found that hat in a box. I like that I earned a weapon skin doing some crazy quest line. Mm -hmm. Not, how did you get that? I paid $5. That doesn't play into my fantasy. And so the way I play games, if they're going to extract money out of me willingly, then it needs to be something where like, I feel like I'm supporting the devs directly, not right. just because they gave me a cosmetic. And so I would like to see some optional way to do that that doesn't penalize people who don't think the way I do. Um, I don't want it to be like, hey, I'm new in your game, change everything. No, but yeah. as you draw people over from World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy that are accustomed to saying, the way I support the devs I care for is I budget into my month a fixed $15 that just disappears, or every six months I let $12 or however their pricing works, and then every two years I buy an expansion, and maybe I buy the collector's edition if I can afford to. There isn't a way for me to support Guild Wars in that way without me going out of my way to keep a spreadsheet and go, did I buy enough gems this month to get to my, like, I have to, I have mm. to then be like, oh, am I, am I doing the thing that I would, and so what's weird is off stream mm. in the last two or three months, I have played more Guild Wars than any other one game, period. And yet, in that time, I have spent more money on both World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy. Yeah. That feels weird. That's, that's something that's, yeah, that's really interesting, yeah. having that information. I absolutely agree with Chris, like 100%. Mm. I would, 
gladly do an optional sub in guild wars 2 and i think they could you know they could make it as robust or as little as they wanted right so mm -hmm. toss a few gems my way each month or something or you know make it so that i just have all living seasons forever even if i don't log in in the window and i could get it for free like you know as long as that sub's active or like old expansions kind of like eso does where they like phase them to that other category where you know it's like hey i'm doing this monthly sub so uh for as long as that sub is active you can just play heart of thorns or like whatever they would do there yeah. i mean they wouldn't even have to do that much and i'd probably still pay for an optional sub just because i do care about this game and I very much still want them to keep an eye on that mentality, right? Because I think it is pretty rare in a field that more and more is getting dominated by the idea of microtransactions and stuff like mm. that. Like, I do like that they try to go so far out of their way to make this game as accessible as possible. And I know a lot of people who couldn't play it if it wasn't no subscription, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, having something like an optional sub, I think would be a great way to just already like get those players that care about this game and are passionate about it, give them a little something extra each month, but then also have more of that reliable income that like would just be turning over each month to work with where they know we have the subscriber base, we have this funding, we have yeah. this thing. I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. Just do it. I would pay for it. Right. But then at the same time, what does that take to change their model? You know? Like, with what it's been so far. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, having the base game be up to 80, except for different, uh, you know, certain things at certain levels. Like, you have to be level 10, you have to be a certain area to get into major cities and things like that with the base game. Like, how do you, how do you fit a sub into that? now oh, although level. to be fair with what you guys have been saying especially with eod coming out mm -hmm. an optional sub would be good absolutely it would be great pr but how do they implement that now you know? do you mean what would especially be the impact with... of on the community kind of thing or what would be the impact generally on people or do you mean like what, what would, would it they be? actually give you Gems. Ooh, we've we've had this like, discussion many times. Lovely, random random fashion gems, yeah. some keys. Anything they could say, want. hey, like one of those, like one of those of boxes things... that you mail off, and they like you paid fifteen dollars, and we're gonna send you a crate to your house that has twenty two dollar MSRP, but it's not. You know, it's sure. junk that they drop shipped, and it's like, yeah, okay, there's there's a twelve dollar value in here. That's fine. I don't I, like that's Absolutely. it's not about yeah. that. You and get like a free. You play, but there's also all of those things that you could actually farm gold in-game to purchase those things. Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing that you can't farm gold for is Pathfire and Heart of Swords. Yes, but... Zan, but only if you have the time. People to... will pay for convenience, right? Like, Absolutely. that's a huge thing. And if right. they're yeah. willing to Absolutely. pay that, then, like, yeah, like, just, I mean, just let them. Like, if you don't want to have to farm for yeah. that stuff, yeah. I'd be yeah, like, sure. do an optional sub. They could even, they could do something where they even give you, like, whatever amount of gems and you know, a free immediately unlocked Black Lion chest each month or something. Like, I'd yeah. be so fine with that. I'd be like, so okay. Just, because, I think a lot of yeah. people would. It's just the actual implementation of it. And if they have people to put that in motion, I guess. Like, we've talked a lot about the difference between the dev teams and the difference between actually having things come out on a patch schedule. Like, do do they actually have people that could keep that... I mean, going. I, mean, I guess is what I'm saying. I think, I think in game development, and you know, I've I've 
been privy to the conversations in many different companies like epic flipping yeah. arena net Zenimax. like you know many of us probably have been, been in these meetings when people are not saying any company or specifically about i think if they want to do a mm -hmm. thing they'll assign people to the thing if they feel like oh, yeah, it's going to sure. be like important for them but like i i, I kind of know what you mean it's it's whether or not and i think my fear would be if if a if a option sub did come out that you know how often that would be changed and, and adjusted and and things like that because i think i worry because of previous content but they have actually in a way done this because and <laughs> it's not great but it's okay it's it's an, it's a one way of doing it. the packs that you can get what were they called the where you can get like a selection of different stuff you get like the outfits not the outfit stuff with the the tools and all that stuff but there's there's like a pack thing and you can get like a mixture of different bits and bobs and you can get keys and you can get stuff like that and it was like this one-off purchase you could do it's not the same as a sub because not every month but they definitely had an idea for it like for something not a specifically a sub but definitely like a sub and i've been talking about this for a long time ever since like heart forms i think where you just have like i mean and then comparing it to eso where it, actually eso sub i like but i also don't like because i feel like you have to get it because of crafting um and i don't like that part of it um i think it's bullshit actually um many stream and i don't care i'm an eso stream team partner i don't like it um, they know my feelings on it but many people don't argue against it because it's just been there forever and it's just a thing it doesn't matter um but then again you know they get the access to this you know quality of life thing which is what rook was saying you know quality of life and that's what it, it should be about like whether or not it's you get you get some gems not equal to the value that you pay for it maybe but maybe you know just under but then you get a ton of extra stuff so you get that extra value out of it like you know five black lion keys you get a skin a choice of outfits like 10 outfit box you can choose one and it's going to be good for 10 months because you maybe haven't got those or whatever outfits you haven't got and just add a ton of this stuff in and just be like yeah cool you know you get some experience boosters maybe you know there's content where you need this sometimes like masteries and stuff it's nice to have these extra bits and bobs but i feel i would like it like i agree like and it's interesting to say chris when you come into the game that there isn't that incentive to do it because i think over the years ever since playing from beta I don't know if I've spent, and, and I know I get gems from, from Arena Net, but I don't tend to spend them on myself. Um, but like, I don't think I would have spent my own as much money because the ESO, I've been subbed for four years <laughs> every month. Because, like you say, I don't mind that like spinning off every month because I'm supporting the game, you know? Um, and same with, same with WoW, actually. You know, I've been subbed for. Since last year, since I started playing um, retail, you know, I've just let it, let it go, and I've just been like, I'm playing classic once a week with our community on a Sunday night, and that's it. And so for for Guild Wars only players, just so yeah. you just for those of you that have never dipped into one of the other two, I spend roughly two hundred dollars annually on Final Fantasy and on World of Warcraft. Yeah, is that sub alone, or is that additionally that's with sub like, and a collector's levels? edition every other year? Okay. That's all I buy. Right. I don't buy any cosmetics. I don't buy. I don't buy race change potions. Mm -hmm. I don't buy server transfers. That's two hundred dollars of just getting access to content. Yeah, I think yeah. this would have to be like for Guild Wars too. Like, it would have to be an optional thing because I think if they if they had launched with a sub, and this might this might be a bit of a hot take for chat and for everyone here. 
I don't know if they'd be here still. I no, don't they, know. They, they wouldn't. They but like, also, you could say if people paid for the sub, they'd have more money and they'd do more content. So it's all about, you know, you, I'm comparing it to if they had a sub with how they are now. And that is just not, doesn't really make sense, I guess, in a way. But like, if they had the content they have now and they, in basically, two, two situations, same game, same people working the game, exactly the same situations. One has a sub, one doesn't have a sub. I think the one that had the sub probably wouldn't be here today. Obviously, I don't think it would be right. in the same place. It'd be way, would be way out there. It would be bigger and and whatever. As long as people pay that, but Guild Wars wasn't subbed either, um, and I think they just carried on that ethos all the way through. But it's it's so interesting to hear, like, you know, what it's would unfortunate make people, with make people devs, but at the same time, like you said, you've continued to stay subscribed to World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. Why do you play currently? I play once a week for like. Are you sorry? Are you talking to Chris? Sorry, talking to me. Have you played? No, you. Okay. Have um, you played like Shadowlands currently? Yeah, yeah. I played Shadowlands up to. I've raided in. I leveled from. I did, I leveled through BFA and I played. Uh, I love played through Shadowlands. I've not played all the story, but I raided and I haven't actually touched it the, much this year. It's been more classic, actually. Right. And so, so have you looked at TBC? Uh, I popped in there for a stream the other day, yeah. Yeah, just once. So I guess my thing with it, especially just on the sub side, is with Guild Wars 2, with the way that they release, uh, you know, Icebreed Saga. Yeah. And with the expansion and things like that, that it makes more sense for them not to have a subscription just because of there isn't a patch schedule. So it's kind of like, mm. how do you expect that of the population? Even if you give them certain things in game, how do you expect that of people? Whereas like, right. And no, there are really. a lot of, right. not that I think is right. not, not that I think wow is bad because I came from wow. And I actually yeah. really love the lore. I love novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love watching all of his stuff, but there's been a content drought Mm -hmm. and a lot of people like to joke about content droughts in 14 even though they have an actual schedule it's not a real content drought but right now it's just a live service thing now right exactly and right now for world of warcraft especially for shadowlands there is a real content drought they don't Mm -hmm. know when the next patch is going to be but they expect you to be subscribed especially for their fail safe Mm-hmm. which is classic and yeah. that's <laughs> and clever, honestly though. like honestly that. <laughs> that's what it feels like like i yeah. didn't get i started playing in at the end of tbc yeah. so i wanted to start classic to see how it would be mm-hmm. to see if it was different but i mean that's kind of what it feels like now and well, i like think that an optional there. sub for guild wars 2 would be great right. because i think the devs are great the art team alone seriously with Mm. those vistas but it's if they did implement something like that they would have to have something on a schedule or at least be able to talk to people without nda and say this is what we have planned like yeah the teaser for eod is great the people who are really excited about cantha absolutely but do they really have something that other than in-game things like gems would be subworthy I don't know. I mean, I and, think and I are, love the game. 
<laughs> no, I think there are. And I think it would depend on how they implemented it again, too, right? Absolutely. If this was something that was just like a, a very gentle, again, optional thing that just gave you a little bit extra each month, I would just love to see if they introduce something like that, what they could do with it, right? Because For again, sure. I think this is like that. It's like the circle, the snake eating its own tail that just repeats itself, right? Like many other games I know that don't have subscriptions and don't have these things, right? Again, I, I go to Warframe because Warframe is just like a very, I think a really obvious one that's really good to kind of reference. We see this exact same deal. Uncertain patch schedules, not wanting to promise things that can't be delivered, like working on things until they're complete and releasing them. And all of that to be said, this past year, Guild Wars 2 has been on a much, much more reliable cadence. Absolutely. Even through the pandemic, they like have stayed on and even like been ahead of some of their schedule, which I think is a really big push that like, again, earlier when we were talking about management, right? There mm -hmm. is somebody higher up that is realizing what we are, that this is a problem that the community needs to hear more and is trying to address it and trying to get things out more regularly with more communication and more direct feedback, which is a really good change. Keep doing this. It's so great. Yes. Um, gosh, it's so good. But it is one of those things where obviously I, you can't introduce a sub to a game that's never had a sub. The community will riot. But if you do something that is like an optional sub and you make it very clear, this is just another way that you can support the game. And then if you get enough support from that, that you are able to do more than you were before and you can start implementing these things that need to be implemented, then I think that just gives you more traction. But is it like kind of the opposite of almost all other MMO models? Yes, because most models will start with some kind of sub then eventually add some kind of like, well, but here's this thing you can do. It's like, but we have free to play, but not really, but kind of. But now we're fully free to play because please play this game. Please, please, please play this game, right? So it's like, it would be a risk. It would be something that I don't think is a precedent in the MMO community to do this almost the opposite and be like, we are looking forward to the future and we believe that we can build your trust and we believe this investment can be worth it. So we're going to just put a little something in, you know? But I would love to see what they can do if they more reliably have the understanding of like the scope and finances each month to know what they could do on a more regular schedule. And I really think that's why games like 14 are able to do something like that. Now, what exactly is happening with WoW behind the scenes that they still have, you know, a huge amount of subscribers and they've been like the longstanding king, even though obviously some other MMOs are really coming up there and yet they have no content and no news. We have oh, no idea. Some kind of internal thing. It's it's just, it's very weird. But um, up until this point, I mean, I think we've seen with many other games that have this sub-model that there seems to be a direct correlation between what they can do regularly, reliably, and announce with certainty and confidence for the most degree, and, like, games that don't have this that seem to be way more ambiguous. Oh, renting cosmetics. No, what? no, I, I absolutely I agree. I absolutely agree with everything you said. And the other thing is, too, is it's like if they were to implement a model like that, would they have to have things on a certain schedule? I guess that's that's what I'm asking, especially for you mentioned Final Fantasy 14. So it's kind of like even if they don't do a dungeon, even if they don't do, uh, you know, Savage or Ultimate or put that on hold, they have story, which is amazing. They've had Bosja, which is amazing. They've had Relics, which was great, which even brought you back to Heavensward areas, which is amazing. And it's like, they, they have all of that, and especially the love of the devs for people willing to subscribe. So what would Anet have to do to 
achieve that i guess is I the question like it's probably a, a big question. ominous <laughs> yeah it's a podcast Sorry. itself no 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 it's a yeah, good question right? so i i want to like maybe leave that question in the ether i think for for chat and maybe for us to maybe think about because i feel like i could do a podcast about this um absolutely and it would be quite long-winded <laughs> it would be lots of stuff <laughs> sorry um, no don't apologize i love it i love the conversation this is good this is the thing where you get to talk to people who are interested in the same shit that you are um things like this happen um i'm very conscious of time because it's getting it, it i like you guys have had a long day as well it's been a long day it's been a good day i'm gonna end with a couple maybe one more question maybe two max um <laughs> Two is too much. Book one for another hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just going over the basic thing. I guess, like, I, I did have thoughts about, like, Guild or Sue Future and stuff like that. I guess we've kind of talked about that a little bit. We've talked about what you spend money. Yeah, we've gone through quite a few of these questions, actually. What you, Do you spend money on in Guild or in uh, MMORPGs? We've kind of talked about that. Um, would you recommend Guild Wars 2? Uh, by the chess. Yes, 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 yeah. Top, top yep. three reasons why. You don't have to <laughs> no, explain I don't feel like No, I don't feel like elaborate. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I will always. <laughs> I'm just trying um, to define it into three things rather than like, <laughs> there's so much now. <laughs> um, I will now begin my dissertation on Guild Wars 2. No, I, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, we've talked a lot about what we love about this game, this yeah. whole cast, right? There's been a lot of stuff in there that I think we've discussed. Um, And honestly, would I recommend Guild Wars 2? I would, and I do, all the time, every day, even when I'm playing other games, even when I'm not streaming, you know? I I think that this is a game that is creative, it's innovative, it does something different. And yes, there are stumbles. There are stumbles in any game. There are stumbles in any dev team, in any community, in any anything, right? It's just how it goes. It's growth, people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Playing as many MMOs that I do, um, I've seen the direct influence that I think, gosh, even WoW has just had on the MMO genre as a precedent. Mm. And Guild Wars, from Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2, has done something that is different. And they do something that is different. And you can see from the team that's worked on it over the years, the love, the humor, the fun. You can see from the community, the connection, what engages them, what's exciting. You can see as the game has grown how it's changed, how it's it's dared to do things that I think have just been different in this genre. And also, I mean, just the story and stuff is good. It's great and refreshing to have a fantasy world that's diverse, that's interesting, that, you know, has everything from, like, representation of different cultures, nations, fantasy kind of conceptions, races, people, to, you know, great LGBT representation Mm -hmm. in the game. They have been doing their thing just here alongside these other behemoths of games, and they have still managed to foster a, a really passionate community that is just so exciting to be engaged with. So for me, yes, I would recommend it. I mean, really, you're not risking anything to do it. You know, like when I when I tell <laughs> other people, <laughs> like I'm like, try this new MMO. And they're like, how much will it cost? And I'm like, oh, a little caveat on that. So you are going to have to get the base game, but then you have to get both the expansion because that's where it gets good. And then you're going to have to get this and this and this. And then you're going to you know, probably want to buy that. Oh, and you got the subscription. So that's going to be like... That is something that can be daunting to people, and, you know, it's not the case with every MMO. But with Guild Wars 2, I literally just say to people, the whole base game is free, there's no sub. So there's literally no risk for you to try, like, go in, play this game, give it a chance, ask people, because 
if you don't know all of what it offers at first glance, it's there waiting for you to discover it and people will help you find it. And you will probably find something to connect to in it. And like whether you're playing it full time or you're playing it on the side alongside other MMOs, I think it's just a really cool, unique game that has some really wonderful people in it and working on it and content creators surrounding it that like deserves recognition. It deserves support. And I really do think that even if there are stumbles, the victories and the memories in this game are so worth it because, gosh, I mean, like. It just deserves to be acknowledged alongside these other games. And although there have been rough periods, the fact that they've hung in there, the fact that this studio has stayed together is a testament to not only the players, but also to the developers and, and the studio that makes it. And I, you know, I'm always going to be here cheering it on. And I'm really excited when people try it because I think they might find it a really big, refreshing breath of fresh air. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That was an answer. This ad paid for by Arena. <laughs> that was like, that could have been an ad. That could have been an advert right there. Damn, that was good. You're always good with your words. You've probably heard that many times. You're always very Yeah, I really, liked, I really liked today when I talked about how I made a character because of her bazongas. I felt I like mean, I'm really good at my round, words too. <laughs> you turned it round, Respect. There we go. Okay, so a very short answer from uh, Rook there. <laughs> I'm going to space it a little bit because I feel like we're going to get many. <laughs> we'll get a few long answers. Jebro was like, oh, this will be, this is the end question. No. <laughs> Chris, from work to game. I mean, I already have. Uh, I think <laughs> that if for many people in my life, time is a resource. And okay. so when you talk about games, the question is, how long do I have to play before I'll know if I like it? Because if you're wrong, how much time will I have lost? Um, and in Guild Wars, mm. that, that time's not zero. And so I think there are some important, you know, hey, here's what I think it does well, knowing you, knowing knowing your audience, right? I have friends that don't like crafting. Well, then I'm not going to talk about the crafting system. Like, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. They don't like crafting, period. Yeah. Um, so, like, my brothers are huge PvPers. Really short conversation. Has good PvP. Cool. Free to try. Done. Oh, yeah. Done. Like, it's super easy. But my friends that are like, hey, I'm more into um deep gear progression systems hey i'm okay well then we need to have a longer conversation uh and see if this is something that you have time to get what you're gonna want out of it mm. um and so i i think there is a lot here i think it's good for a lot of players thankfully uh as a game it's not trying to cater to everybody because i've never seen a game that tries to cater to everybody and actually caters to anybody um guild wars 2 knows its space and 99% of my complaints about this game are either a technical limitation due to a UI thing that's just been that way because it's been that way, or it's them not getting out of their own way, just being them. Like they're doing something that has an identity, whether they know it or not. And the community makes up a whole diverse portrait of that. And I, I think it's awesome. And so if you fit within that, or you'd like to try fitting within that, uh, there's definitely room for you. And it's really easy to try cost wise it's just a question of do you have the time to give it the amount of impression like well i have 15 minutes okay well if that's all you're going to give it then don't e don't even waste the 15 minutes like play something else it's not mm. going to get there um so I, I yes i can absolutely recommend this game as somebody that if what i do publicly is i talk about mmorpgs and so 99% of the people that ever hear my voice on any any platform I know are already probably somewhere within the spectrum of an MMORPG plant fan. And I think Guild Wars is doing some really interesting stuff. I yeah. think because of the lateral progression 
And I think because of the emphasis on PVP, I think because of things where they come in and do these events that do like no downstate or extra fractal stuff or extra worldview world, inviting you to kind mm -hmm. of make a little bit of sandbox without having to bite off all the sandbox of something like EVE Online. I think it's really approachable mm -hmm. as a game that can, as an easy ask, doesn't have to be your main game when you try it. Whatever you're doing gaps out. Final Fantasy has gaps. World of Warcraft sure as crap right now has gaps. Mm -hmm. Games have gaps, whether they're a gap because of what you play or they're a gap because the, the, the devs need space. Um, Guild Wars, I think, is a great game, if nothing else, to fit in that gap. And if you choose for it to be more, uh, they really don't seem to mind. They really just seem to be like, come and go as you please. We're, mm. we're not even good at asking you for money. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, it, <laughs> I saved your character for you, and it's still relevant. Uh, you're good. You're yeah, good. As a yeah, matter of fact, if you come back right now, I'll hand you the living season you didn't want to pay for for free. Because I just want to make you happy. legendary as well, if you want I it. just want to yeah. make you happy. Mm. Point, essentially, yeah. I mean, they're, they're actually doing something really different, which they, uh, we haven't really experienced before, and that is by bringing back the Living World story stuff with additional achievements, cool. with the idea that you can get a legendary trinket if you complete all this stuff. You get that fully, that's just free, and then you get a, to a voucher for like a precursor in the next expansion, and they've never done that. That's actually a lot of like, that's like crazy value like in terms of the stuff you can get because legendaries aren't easy to get like you know you you can spend money but you still need to get the money to do it like you need you know you can it's just like it is actually a really good selling point for like the the future of the game and the expansion chat's just going chat's been wild today look at that Zandri is off on one in chat as well all the time this is good i'm loving this i'm loving this uh not right now specifically but like <laughs> oh i'm loving it Awesome. Good stuff. Keep chatting. Keep going. Oh, we're talk we still talking about that. There's people talking about the sub from before. It was only no. flirting with Rook. That's all that was. Oh, that was from before. Okay, <laughs> Don't right. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Henry and I are just doing our thing in chat. Carry so. on. That's okay. That's okay. Um, awesome. Chris, thank you very much for that. Um, then. <laughs> What would you would you recommend? I mean, you know, as you're playing it right now, I mean, you've re you've, you've probably done the same. You've probably recommended it as well. You know, you're creating content. Would you generally recommend this game to people? Uh, yeah. In all seriousness, uh, seriousness, a lot of people are they have a different take of MMOs now because yeah. of like retail. Wow, uh, fourteen being the biggest where. Not to say there isn't instance content, but a lot of it is, and a lot of it isn't open world. And I think the biggest thing that should draw people to Guild Wars 2 is that even if you're doing something for yourself, mm -hmm. even if something scales down for the incentive at higher level, you still see people out in the world, even mm. when you're exploring. And so, especially at uh, for a content creator point of view, yeah. Coming in and getting experience from absolutely everything that you could possibly want to get experience from. Mm -hmm. Log in. Hey, I want to craft all day. You could get to 80 from cooking. Yeah, um, PvP, whatever, exploration, things like that. And I think a lot of people also yeah. overlook talking to all NPCs in an MMO because they consider it just an MMO for raids and high-level PvP rather than talking to NPCs. And you can get so much story mm -hmm. from all of that as well, if that's what you're into. It's yeah. not necessarily your play style. Um, but yeah. I think the big idea for me, especially during 
certain times with COVID, which I dislike bringing up, but is a factor, especially with people that have been laid off, uh, Mm -hmm. which is kind of why it was such a big thing talking about an optional sub is if you want to have a full MMO experience, for me, Guild Wars 2 is that just because the full base game is free. Regardless of having Mm -hmm. any bars at certain levels, things that you have to unlock, mastery, uh, you know, mastery points, um, hero points once you get to 10, waiting until you're 10 to get to a city, things like that. I just feel like it's actually the most basic MMO feel you could possibly get without actually having to spend any money, Mm. which is why I think an optional sub for devs would be amazing especially with the amount of devs they actually have working on the project. Uh, Those that they took from IBS for EOD, um, canceling Dune, things like that. But honestly, and I'm not just saying it because it's romantic with my fiance, I actually think this is probably the best MMO experience I've had through stream and YouTube because I could stream and just not pay attention to chat and be like, this is what I'm doing today. I'm going to explore Lorinar's Pass, which is my favorite oh, so man. far. And I'm, just, yeah, and I'm just going to take screenshots of everything. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, it's phenomenal. And I honestly think the idea of implicating weapon swaps and having combat be that intuitive with three different trait lines for a build, it, it's, it's so nice not, okay. Hot take. Used to be five. Let's back up a little bit. <laughs> Used to be more. Than I know. Three. I know. I've heard. I think it was six. I've maybe. heard. But it's oh, a lot of people actually subscribe for things and wait for patches for other games to be able to get that gear treadmill to do savage or mythic or heroic or whatever. And there are specific, uh, you know, it used to be specific talent trees that were perfect. It used to be specific gear that was perfect. Specific uh, rotations that were perfect. And people could go into raids and auto-attack in Guild Wars 2, obviously. Um, But in open world and PvP, there's so much extra. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people might think that the combat looks simple because you have less buttons to use. But, oh my gosh. Elements, elements, kids. No, no, seriously, though. People have said that. People have said that the combat is simple. It's the, it is the inference. Who says that? If you look at it, yeah. But, like, if you look at it, it could come across that way. But, like, the thing is, is that it's, if you play, like, for example, I think it is Warlock in current TBC, if you're high-end rating, I think it's one or two buttons you can press to get your highest yeah. DPS rotation, something like that. Absolutely. Like, you've got you've got five, even if the on the basic level of things, you play like a warrior. You've got five skills, mm-hmm. your weapon's got, you've got five skills, you've got ten. Then you've got heal, that's a, you know, that's eleven. Then you've got your utility skills and your elite. You're still using, like, 15, 16 skills minimum, and then you've got, so your bar above, whether right. or not you use that, that might turn into something. And it's like... People forget about those, but all of those skills, more often than not, especially in like World v World and PvP, have been curated in mm-hmm. a way by you, so you are the most effective thing you can be. And like you, you're right, you know, every most of those abilities are bloody useful. Like you look at raids and rotations. Right. I'm like, what forty abilities? This is a rotation. Like what the f? I'm in mm-hmm. PvP. Like I pick my util- each individual utility based on my build and my playstyle, so I can be the most effective I can be. 
it's so right. good it's just more about pinpointing right and i think when you look at something like wow and you see four lines of you know 10 different abilities on each one you're like whoa that's you know it's so involved there's so much going on and just like no they use like five abilities they've just got them there for you know different mounts until you lose a 1v1 versus a dodge thief and then you get really irritated i'm sorry i'm totally uh i'm projecting from what happened last night where my fiance and i were 1v1ing uh in a pvp lobby and i was on my core elementalist and he was on his core thief and i was so mad it's a good thing I didn't give you my real opinion then about that. Uh, <laughs> you might you just no, tend, but tend to not Realistically, do that there's, there's so much that you can do. And mm-hmm. I, I like the idea that especially... I'd mentioned it, especially as a content creator. Yeah. Um, I've been really ex- inspired to do different things. Like with cooking, finding out the recipes. Like if you don't use the wiki, putting things together to actually see what a recipe is. So oh, I have this... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have this segment called Cooking Through Tyria and um and just finding like oh, all of cool. these ridiculous guilt, uh builds that would just like piss people off in PvP. So not necessarily to do the most damage, but just to be like that jerk who keeps dodging out of the way and stunning and knocking you down. It's just I don't know, maybe I'm still in the honeymoon phase, but I would absolutely I think people should try it. I mean, uh, it's free. Even it's... if they don't use whatever it's free. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, that I don't have been your a better way to honesty. sell it. It's no, no, free. there is no correct answer. That's, that's, the, that's mean, the point. It's your, your opinion. And I, I'm going to summarize all of your answers in, in you know, just a little bit. You know, I think we've, we've talked about, I think, you know, there's a lot about uniqueness. Um, you know, access is a word that is important for many services and things. That, no matter what you're trying to get involved with, access is a big thing. So you can try things, so you can do things, so you know fairness and everything else. Um, obviously they have to make money, so they've got you've got to pay for something at some point in time. Um, and just like you know your own way to play effectively, I guess. And there's just there's loads of awesome stuff. It's free. That's a big one, you know. Um, Rook is, brings up really really good um, point about you know they bring up conversations that in gaming that are difficult to talk about, you know, and, and, you know, they've got many people that work for them, um, that are from the LGBTQI plus community. They're, they're very vocal about these kinds of things. They raise money for Mm -hmm. charity. They care about people. They do. They really do. Uh, and you get that feeling from them. Even if you meet someone, one of the devs and stuff, they will talk, you know, they are very awesome. Um, I've got a lot of love for this company and, and the people in it, you know, and, and that's that's why i kind of still play the game um as well specifically um and you know even though there's definitely moments in time where you think you know not sure about what they were thinking there hey ho we'll keep going and normally they'll bring something out which is pretty damn awesome but they try stuff and they explore um and they're not just about doing the same thing all the time sometimes it's to their detriment i would say but also you know some some, more often than not something awesome comes out of it either way and the one thing that i like is is that they say something they're not going to do and they're not afraid to actually try that thing anyway like raids like mounts like all like all the stuff you know like the expansions um yeah absolutely and the way that mounts work is yeah exactly so vastly different yeah absolutely that's it's so true you know they not they were like we didn't want to make it 
as a like Roy said, who was who was one of the main guys in on mounts, he's not there anymore. Um, but he was like, you know, we didn't want it to just be about getting to a location and you get off your mount. We wanted it to be part of the, like the exploration and the journey and the traversing of right. different areas. Which now, you know, not so much affects it now. But you know, you still have to go through portals with different mounts. There is different. There is some different stuff, but. You know, not as much as, as I got my shifting launch. sands on my jackal today. Oh yeah! Ooh, awesome. congrats! See, that's cool. Um, that journey is awesome. Um, Please never add a flying mount to this game. Please. Oh dear. Oh well. No, that is not a true flying mount. I mean, a two hundred eighty percent speed okay. hover forward, backward, okay, lateral, free flow through space. That is not I don't the, 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 the think they want that to be in that the, feeling uh, when I'm over the here going. I want to be... is what makes these maps and the exploration feel meaningful. Okay. A true World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or, or something like that style flying mount cheapens so much. Uh, it's oh, which is why they have Pathfinder no in World of Warcraft, and people still complain about that too. There's no Pathfinder I mean... in Shadowlands. They said. Yeah, and that's a mistake, honestly. They, they said that they I were really released, think that's they released flying with 9.1. What people didn't know is 9.1 would take the amount of time that Pathfinder would have. 9.1 is going to be the time when we would release the next. Oops. Great mounts <laughs> in this game. Great uh, mounts. Guild Wars 2 mounts are, are one of the shining moments uh, within MMOs in general. The best mounts. Yeah. The best mount system. Uh, by and some of the skins flight. change everything absolutely completely. Like, it's... Yep. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, you can be, you I can't can be wait. really unique. There's a lot of stuff for sure. So this Guild or this part Guild or Sea podcast has actually been about you know why you should play it and is a repeat from you know way earlier in the series, which is what I did before. But sometimes you know I guess podcasts on games specifically are kind of like that, aren't they? They're like an advertisement in, essentially because we're talking about it. Um, unless you know we're bashing on the game, which we don't do. We don't do that here. Um, okay, so. I'm going to end it because this could have been the longest one I've done. <laughs> this might actually be the longest one. I think it was around three and a half hours as the longest one, maybe. I feel like I've apologized like ten times yeah, so far. Yeah, stop doing that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst at apologizing, so you can't do that more than me. Um, Hashtag um, Midwest. <laughs> um, chat, thank you so much for being awesome. Um, but we are gonna do some outros. Is there anything else you wanted to say that maybe you wanted to say that you have not been able to say to the last file? Maybe because I either skipped a question or because maybe um, we didn't give you the opportunity to talk about something specific. If anyone wants to mention that anything right now, there is ample time for you to um, do so. A moment, yes. I think one of the big things is that I'm not a huge part of it, but working with uh, Teapot and Mellow with Hardstuck. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to learn how to raid or do fractals, let those guys know. They're they're really awesome. I think one of the big things just in general about Guild Wars 2 is that the moment I started, I decided I wanted to do podcasts and I wanted to ask people questions mm-hmm. and not even have a a template. And a lot of people were so willing to answer my silly questions and i feel like that just shows how awesome the community is and how many people just want eod to flourish and i I think a lot of people think that eod could either be the biggest thing or end of development it's a joke um but to be absolutely honest (laughs) yeah and and i think the game is is really really great and all of my um 
all of my impressions on it are really genuine. Um, so, and, and if you guys are really serious about looking for people, um, Chipro, um, Rook, Chris, like everybody here is really serious about the game. And so like, ask us questions, make us do dumb jump puzzles that we can't do because we're really bad at jumping because we play Norn. Um, but realistically, if you guys think there's an issue, voice it, even if it is on the Reddit, it sounds kind of silly, but nobody's going to listen if you don't actually give your opinion. So. Okay. Anyone else? No. Just oh, glad I... to be here with all of you. That's mine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Rook fangirl over here. I get asked, um, I get asked by some of my friends, like, if this game's so great, right? They're coming in as new players. If this game's so great, why is it not bigger? Or as they love it, they're like, why is this game not bigger? Um, it, it comes down to evangelism. It comes down to telling people. So if you have a local business you care for, if you have a content creator you wish was producing more content, if you have a game that you wish more people were playing, then, then tell them. Um, I think this game in general has a lot of incredible content and can be overwhelming to a new player. And the best way to enjoy an MMO is with somebody, either somebody that's new with you and you guys at least can be lost together mm -hmm. or uh, with somebody that has played it to some degree. Even if you are a, a total casual, like I know infinitely more today than I did. I'm about 140 hours in. I know infinitely more now than I did 140 hours ago. And so while I may not feel qualified to give them super advanced answers, and I would likely just be pointing somewhere else, um, when they're asking questions like, what do I do? And like, what's a quest? And like, what is gear? I I've got those down. Uh, and so I think you can, you can be more helpful than you think you can. Um, and hearing it from you will mean more than from a stranger on the internet. They're, they're there if you're out, if you're unavailable, or if you don't know the answer, but uh it starts it starts with the player base cool okay good stuff okay we're gonna say goodbyes but first of all before you go or wave or in whichever way you like to celebrate saying goodbye i don't know um <laughs> tell us hmm do i come over a question maybe not. i'd like a unity candle with our favorite song and then we could just go out that way <laughs> I like it. I maybe. like it. Maybe. No. Like that in the future, maybe. We can do, I mean, like, we, I have many celebratory eventual things. I have voices and I'm not going to do that right Is now. a tiny 3D printed Choya as good as a candle? Because that's all I got. Wait, do you have a, wait, 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 wait. Do you have a 3D printer? Uh, one of my friends made this, actually. It that's is, awesome. I know. I need to, like, I need to make a whole bunch and just give them to everybody, apparently. This is why it needs to come I, to I vault. would buy one. <laughs> If you want to watch the VOD, it's on YouTube, and uh, you can see the mini trial. Right, people. As long as Guild Wars is okay with people selling it, I am all for that. I do have a 3D printer, and I encourage you guys to get into that as a hobby. You need a sub and to get a 3D Troya. I mean... <laughs> I mean... It's not... Hashtag silly. I mean, it's not like, you know... I mean, people do send things out for subbing. It's not like ridiculous, are it? I guess it's the same... And anyway, Jesus, bloody hell. All right, we're going. All right, flipping no. <laughs> I just wanted to keep it going for another like hour, two hours, four hours, just roughly. So I I'm decided I take it on like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna, I've got like no Did partner to go and hang questions? out. I don't stream again until Monday. Like, yeah, yeah, we can just, I'm we can go all weekends. <laughs> right, people. Chris, I'll take a quick break to mow my yard. <laughs> 
you Chris, just, what? Oh, no, everyone shut up. Chris, what do you do? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what do you do? I stream, do, you do? I stream here on Twitch, game, work to game. Uh, and I stream Monday through Friday for you Guild Wars folks. I do Guild Wars every single Friday. So this was an easy, he's like, are you available on a Friday to talk about Guild Wars? Like, That's all I'm already doing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know the podcast would be as long as my stream, but we're crushing it. And uh, the and then I post on YouTube uh, on work to game with To instead of two. Uh, we do sometimes talk about Guild Wars and other games, but it, it is mostly fourteen content because that's mostly what uh, that's the community that accepted us in first. And so that as that pivots, we're happy to talk about other games. We have seven posts a week. We got lots of room. And uh, and then I post on Gaming Kinda where that's just if you just want to listen to stuff like this where it's just one of us. It's just me talking too long. Um, that has plenty of things like Guild Wars and nice. all of my thoughts on monetization and whatever else can be about gaming, kind of. Cool. Awesome. Do it. Do the following things. All the stuff will be in the description if you miss anyone's information. Um, Bird of Chess. Go. Hello. There is no I'm question Rush. that it... goes with it. Okay, I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> Sorry, no, you can... no. okay, no, this no is question. it. It's go time. I've got I'm be, on. I've got to be strict. <laughs> Well, Jeb told me to shut up, so I won't say very much because um, I don't I don't feel particularly safe in this environment. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Rook, aka Bird of Chess. Uh, I really, honestly, am so glad to be here with all of you. And this was like, oh my gosh, wonderful people. There's always wonderful people, but this time in particular, um, it's so great to hear what everybody has to say because we got a lot of feelings, we got a lot of words, and that's always a lot of fun. So. Uh, if you're curious about that energy in general, I am a variety of a broadcaster that focuses on Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2. Uh, like I said earlier, I do play some ESO and I like RPGs, JRPGs, all that good stuff. Um, but I'm really about fostering an inclusive, diverse community with an eye on critical discussion and respectful spaces. So uh, we have a great time while we do that. We teach three learning progression raid parties a week. And you can find me at Bird of Chess on Twitch, uh, Bird of Chess over on YouTube, at Bird of Chess on Twitter. I'm Bird of Chess everywhere. <laughs> So Bird of Chess is basically where you can find me um, or on our Discord, all, all that good stuff as well. Uh, as a special note, um, and for those of you in the future, this won't apply, but for those of you who are listening now or in the next day, it will. Uh, I will also be one of the featured co-streamers with the Twitch Gaming Gathering on Sunday this weekend here. And I'll be covering the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. So if you're around and you want to talk more about MMOs and you want to be excited and watch me be a Gundam pilot, because I'm a pile of robot around a set, I don't know what they have us doing, but I'm going to talk about video games and hope I don't crash it. <laughs> so it's going to be a great time, and I'd love to see you there. Otherwise, uh, great. Thank you again so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Zandri, hello. Where are you? I'm, I'm are just you over here... Uh admiring rook honestly oh zandri because that's so funny because i was over here admiring you uh, well, just, uh <laughs> but no i, I have anymore. been <laughs> i don't know anymore <laughs> i have had a huge interest in guild wars 2 um my biggest thing is i'm working on a an elementalist to get through the rest of the story living world heart of thorns path of fire all of it. Um, I've been really serious about hard stuck, uh, just getting people together, doing things that they might not have thought would be fun in the game, just because of the horizontal progression. Um, we've also, like I mentioned, started our own game studio, which is kind of like old Final Fantasy that you could see on Nintendo with Fire Emblem with, with a bunch of other things, and you'll be able to see that. <laughs> 
to. I want it I right have now. Chat up, which I possibly shouldn't have. I'm I'm not part of E3. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm super excited about that. That's so cool. That's awesome, Rook. Seriously. Oh, no, no, Fez, um, you're all awesome. I feel humbled to get to talk alongside you, and I'm excited for the opportunity on Sunday, but you are all just as wonderful, so. No, this is great. Um, uh, my main focus is just talking to everyone and getting their opinions on other MMOs. Honestly, I, I feel like I do this a lot uh, with a lot more attitude and a lot better than just playing the game, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm just excited to meet people that I wouldn't, normally get to meet IRL so this is a lot of fun uh yeah so I should stream every day around 11 a.m but we've been doing a lot of things for the wedding so we haven't gotten to and I've just been able to stream one possible and the YouTube but it's all been Guild Wars 2 uh eventually Neverwinter like I mentioned in the beginning and Swotor and actually LOTRO which is awesome Jub that you are so into that and I would love to talk to you about that Eventually, and yeah. and now ESO. Mm, mm, um, <laughs> but no, yeah. So just kind of a variety with, I guess, a really big hit at Guild Wars 2 because I think that it should get a lot more than it does. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. <laughs> the outro's been 10 minutes. <laughs> so, Sorry. I... <laughs> And there's someone who says sorry again. So it's definitely oh, it really good. Yes, I will. It, sorry I will about also... those of you at home with the drinking game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will outro myself. I am, yes, Jebro, exactly, yes. Jebro Unity on Twitch, Twitter, all the things. Um, <laughs> I'm stifling your entertainment. We've been entertaining for a good four hours been awesome it's been good and this is the thing it just goes so quickly uh twitch.tv slash jebra unity i put this podcast on every two weeks I just have a break because i just finished my quarter in school um school is tough but i do i stream on twitch full-time as well I, I do a lot of stuff um i am training to be a clinical mental health counselor this basically funds that so if you have loved today's show support where you can i'd massively appreciate it. whether or not on anchor.com whether or not it's in the stream uh subbing or doing whatever you like whether or not it's liking the video commenting on the video participating in the chat following on twitch i massively appreciate it. and i appreciate you listening to this or watching it or doing whatever you're doing please make sure that you go and chuck a follow on each of these individuals as well they are very awesome i am very lucky that they came on to the show um it's been really really eye-opening it's been awesome to hear like opinions of people coming to the game and just thinking why i'm not sure why Zony's laughing um <laughs> in a good way i don't mean in a bad way um it's been uh really good to hear about people coming to the game and thinking you know it deserves more because you know we think that as well but it's nice to hear people who are newer as well thinking about that um and maybe you know if you're at home and you're listening to this thinking about this and you've been like oh I want that skin or something like that maybe go buy it because you know or buy it for me because uh, it's helped support the game it helps things carry on and we've got an expansion coming and that's pretty damn hype we'll be back in the future though two weeks time we're going to start talking about the expansion I'm going to start talking about elite specializations what people want we're going to start going we're going to go fairy crafting hard 
we got we're not long off it's next month is the the mm -hmm. announcement and before they announce the things i want to start talking about these specializations so it's gonna start well dagger mesmer i mean just kidding <laughs> maybe you never know well people can talk about whatever the hell they want i don't care but that's not on this podcast sandry <laughs> Okay, we're going. <laughs> All right, everyone wave. You can wave if you want. You don't have to. It's up to you. I'm going to play some music though. You won't hear it here. Thank you everyone for watching this Guild Wars 2 podcast. From myself, the host, and our guests. Goodbye. Have a pleasant evening. Or day. Or morning. Shrove Tuesday, Christmas night. Or whatever kind of holiday you like to celebrate. Bye bye. See you soon. See you next time. Bye-bye.